time for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb Tens of thousands on his lawn, he's even followed by your mom Broadcasting live, here is your warning The topics are flowing every Saturday morning Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a Dow stock Movie talk on a boardwalk, shoot facts like a tomahawk So entertaining, turn up the station There's no more waiting, the show is beginning It's too late to escape, let's go Here's your host Greg Carrasco. Good morning, Slackers. Slacker Nation congregates once again this beautiful Saturday morning. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show with my friend Ken Stapen here. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and today is going to be about cars. Anything to do with cars. Do you have a car in your life? Do you have a question? Call us, 416-870-1050 is the number. And um, we're going to try to do our best not to hurt your feelings. We're living in a world these days and feelings matter way too much. <laughs> and we are insensitive. A pair of insensitive souls here, right, Ken? Oh, try, well, <laughs> we try to be a little bit sensitive. I'll, I'll take, be the sensitive one, Greg. You could be the one who's uh, a little bit more firm in your ideals and opinions. But, yeah, certainly another busy week uh, trying to stay busy in whatever fit manner that we're uh, allowed to these days in the province of Ontario. Uh, how is our friend Ben this morning? Uh, I, I understand that, uh, oh, this is a big shout out to, you know, okay, let me preface this by saying that I do not golf. I don't understand it. I mean, I, I know the game. I've done it before. I don't understand this fixation that people have with golf. Uh, but I do respect people's right to do it. If you want to spend five hours of your day, you know, with hitting a ball down the fairway, go for it. Go, yeah, do go it. out. Do what you go want. Go out in nature. I, have I will, a couple I will beers. defend your right to do. <laughs> yeah, the guys, but, the uh, guys I, love it. Yeah, it's. I um, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, but I understand that um, people in the province of Ontario, which is the only jurisdiction in North America, <laughs> you guys are not allowed to go. I believe it's into in the an world. open field. What's that? I've seen a map. I believe it's it's not just North America now. I believe we're talking the entire globe. Are you saying that uh, we are leaders of something here in Ontario globally? Oh, I don't know if we call it leaders. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the kind of movement you want to be a leader of. <laughs> we're going to have the uh, KGB after you, asking you for papers soon. I heard... And on a clip that uh, you know, Joe Rogan was talking about the draconian measures here up in Canada. They refer to the government as the Gestapo. So, what happens if you go and uh, and, and play some golf? I th what, what happens if you sneak into a court into a course and you just start hitting some balls? Are you going to get arrested? I, 
I think that a golf course opened in Ontario, and I believe they were fined upwards of $10 million for opening. Are you serious? I, I'm I'm serious. I have to I have to double check the number, but I'm pretty sure it was ten million dollars <clears throat> for the golf course that opened. You know, the, I'm sorry, but the the world is upside down these days. I'm I'm I don't understand anything anymore. The good people are the bad people, and the crazies are the normal. Like what? What is happening here? <laughs> what uh, is happening to us? P.S. The fines are confirmed. Ten million bones. If they are convicted of all the what they have been accused of, which is opening and going against the provincial lockdown during the pandemic, so for going the outside and hitting fine. the ball in a fairway with all the wind just blowing everything away from you, you never really stay that close to people in a golf course and trying to stay healthy. You're gonna get fined ten million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, uh, well, Wait, let, what? Yeah, that's tw- ten million bones spent. Did, did you miss that one? That uh, the golf courses that opened got fines ten million bucks. Oh, the, the one golf in- courses. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, change the subject here. We have a caller, Andy from Toronto. Andy, you're on the Greg Carrasco show. <laughs> Andy, what's happening? Andy. Looks like Andy didn't want. Andy must be Andy, a golfer. It, he didn't Andy want, doesn't he want to get fined ten million for bucks for giving the wrong opinion. You know, you got to be careful with that too. Uh, but before we continue, maybe we can reconnect with Andy here, uh, folks. Don't forget that this show is brought to you every single Saturday morning from eight a.m. to eleven a.m. by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the No Commission Salespeople. And uh, again, uh, Oakville Infinity, believe it or not, for the month of April, is the number one Infinity store in the province of Ontario. That is crazy and we did all of this with no commission salespeople there is a lot of people that are seeing the value on this so whenever you can go to a luxury store and not having to worry about someone selling you the vehicle that they will make the most money on but instead of focusing on your needs so you can come in you can drive a few cars as many as you need make sure you book your appointment and uh we will do a needs analysis for you and see what we can uh, what we can do for you as a customer. And if we don't have what you need, we'll tell you. And then our people still get paid. So the the element of pressure has been removed from the transaction. So if you want to experience a little bit of something different uh, when buying a vehicle, make it down to Oakville Infinity, and you will be pleasantly surprised. It is a good place, and uh, the people that I like to surround myself with are like-minded individuals that I love to have in my life every single day, and uh, you are safe. Is Andy back (laughs) Uh, on the phone? No, he's gone. You know, today I I wanted to dedicate the show uh, to the service department. I I sat down with um, Technical Tom. Uh, Technical Tom is... uh, is my service director at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, Tom Kalswick. Uh, he comes from a very long pedigree in the car industry and uh, pedigree with Nissan. Uh, his father was an executive of Nissan Canada for a very, very long time. And uh, I met Tom Kalswick when I, um, when I was the dealer principal at Newmarket Infinity Nissan. He was the parts manager at the time. And uh, he had been... Uh, with the store for close to 20 years. I mean, I'm, I'm, don't quote me on this one, but I think it was close to 20 years when I met him. Uh, but the moment I met him, I, I, I realized the um, how much he knew 
So he immediately was adopted as one of my technical mentors. And uh, at the time, my other um, fixed operations manager or service manager at the time, Frank Brady, was in the process of retiring. So I needed to find somebody equally competent. And Frank was arguably one of the best service managers Nissan Canada has ever seen in the history of Nissan here in Canada. So Tom was the person that... Uh, I latched on to for his knowledge. So I sat down with him yesterday and, um, you know, over the last few weeks, we've done a series of um, um, morning shows in which we address salespeople, F&I managers, sales managers, whatnot. Uh, we addressed customers last week. And uh, this week, we're going to address um, the service department. This is, is something that uh, came to on my radar this week because of something that happened at a Nissan dealership that was all over the news. Um, apparently, a customer went to a Nissan store and uh, the vehicle was taken by the mechanic to their home um, 90 kilometers away. And um, it created a big PR nightmare. And I want to talk about that at some point today during the show, and I want to know your opinions on this. I want to know if something like that has ever happened to you at a car dealership. Talk to me about the worst experience that you've ever had in service, about the best experience that you've ever had in service. And don't expect me to agree with you. I just want to hear what you have to say. And perhaps there is another uh, viewpoint that we can apply to what happened to you at the store. And hopefully what I do here today is to create a little bit of visibility on what happens at a car dealership uh, as it pertains to service. Because I do believe that um, you know, sales is grossly misunderstood by the general population. A lot of people don't know what goes on in, uh, on a sales floor. And it's a lot more complicated than you think. But the service department, I can tell you this, can service advisors and mechanics have a tough, tough, tough job and the reason why I say this is because they deal with problems. Like the only time that you come in into a service department is you have a problem. Number one, problems that you need to do maintenance. The second problem is that something is malfunctioning. And when something malfunctions or you need to drag yourself down to a service department at a car dealership, it's never really a good feeling that you have. You know, people don't normally wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm so happy today. I want to get the brakes done in my car spend $800. You know, people don't get up and say that. So it's already an, an, an adversarial, uh, adversarial negative um, mindset that customers have in relation to service in their vehicle. So today, I, I wanted to share with you uh, some of the best practices, some of the expectations. So I guess I'm gonna, what I'm going to try to do today is to manage some of the expectations because I saw a fellow dealer this week getting completely uh what do you what do you call that uh, right through the coals is that that's your favorite expression there ken is that, is that what you're saying <laughs> that's what that's one of them certainly yeah just getting berated uh getting treated unfairly however you want to say it i i i saw one of my fellow dealers uh, getting just destroyed on social media and uh, uh look i um Whenever you work in a competitive environment, especially when you are competing dealers, uh, because they, he sells the same brand that I do, and uh, I have been able to, I, I've known him for the better part of the last 20 years, so I know the uh, managing partner there, and uh, when I see somebody like him uh, getting just obliterated um, because our media system now relies on drama and sensationalism to 
to create more problems than they're solving. You know, now it's not about fixing the problem. It's not about reporting the news. It's, it's about creating an environment that generates drama and conflict. And that seems to sell quite a bit. And uh, I, I wanted to touch on that because, look, we are so... We are so, we have the proclivity of taking, tearing each other down. You know, dealers against dealers. We're always, they're always fighting against one another. You know, somebody puts an ad out there. Oh, I don't like the ad. I, you know, my, my feelings are hurt and I'm going to cry to the manufacturer. You know, we are constantly just fighting with each other as opposed to just building each other up. There is enough people in Ontario for us to sell cars to everyone and we never have to really infringe on anyone's territory. But when I see something that is unfair, despite the fact that, you know, he is a competitor of mine, uh, I have to stand up here on the show and discuss this with the public because I need to, there's got to be a voice out there that can show a different perspective over what happens at a car dealership. So, you know, what I want to know today, and uh, if you have a say in the matter, if you have an opinion, if you've seen the story, uh, you know, call us. 416-870-1050 is the number. And uh, we are here until 11 a.m. now. If for whatever reason you cannot listen to the show, but you want to listen to the content, you can always download the podcast and um, you can listen to the show commercial free on your own time. Just click subscribe. If you go to iTunes podcast and look for the Greg Carrasco show, just hit subscribe and the podcast is going to land on your phone or your computer automatically. Uh, isn't that the case? Where else can people find the, uh, the podcast, Ken? Uh, TSN1050.ca. Uh, pretty easy mm -hmm. to find. Just search The Greg Carrasco Show. It's posted there uh, basically as soon as we're done with the episode. So you can find a multitude, basically the whole library, uh, as far back as you want to go. Very easy to find. <clears throat> That's awesome. So, folks, uh, we're going to take a very, very small break, and we're going to talk to you about the things that you should know when you visit a service department at a car dealership. And this is very important, whether you work at a car dealership or you are a consumer. If you have a car in your life, you should probably listen to this. It will apply to you at some point in your life. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And right now <laughs> at Oakville Nissan, when you trade in your Honda product, yeah, I know, eh? it's just strange. Hondas are good cars, so we like used Hondas. So when you trade in your Honda at Oakville Nissan, we will give you seven years of prepaid maintenance. And if you don't buy a vehicle from us, we will still make you an offer on the trade-in so you can sell, so you sell your vehicle to us even if you don't buy something from our store. We'll be right back. Uh, don't forget the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And for the month of May, folks, you have to listen up to this because it's a crazy offer if you only knew what I'm talking about. When you trade, if you're driving a Honda right now and you trade it in at Oakville Nissan, if you're driving a Honda product and you trade it into Oakville Nissan, so you upgrade to a Nissan, <laughs> so you upgrade to a Nissan, we will give you seven years of prepaid maintenance. I'm going to repeat this. You trade in your Honda at Oakville Nissan. We will give you seven years of prepaid maintenance. I doubt your Honda dealership is going to do that for you. So let us take care of you. Uh, now, there is a second part to this. The second part is the following. If you're driving a Mercedes, a BMW, or an Audi, if you're driving any luxury German product, and you trade it in at our Infinity store, we will include four years of prepaid maintenance. I'm not joking with this. Ken, is that a crazy offer or what? Man. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that I had misheard you 
coming into the last break. Seven years maintenance is an unreal deal for the Hondas. And then to even extend it into the luxury brands for Infinity, that's an unbelievable opportunity for people to trade in their old cars and get into a new Nissan. In, or, or Infinity for that matter. So or in, Infinity. In the best thing about this, yeah, and the best thing about it is that if, if we don't have something that you're looking for and you do have one of those vehicles, we will provide you a free, ser free appraising service. So we will give you a number on your trade. So if you don't buy a vehicle from us, at least you will know what your trade is worth. So this will set out the, the baseline for you and engage any dealer when it comes to negotiations so we will tell you what your vehicle is worth i mean it's a win-win situation for you if you buy a vehicle from us seven year maintenance if you buy an infinity from us four year maintenance and if you don't buy a vehicle from us we tell you what you what your trade is worth so it's a win-win for the customer now we have a phone call here who do we have on the line let's go to louis from toronto louis you're on the greg carrasco show louis good morning you see the lines really? are not working again. Well, we could hear the echo that time, so it's like it, it did connect to him. Uh, let's try the other line then. Uh, Lou from Oakville. Lou, do we have you? Hey, Lou. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Perfect. Hey, Lou. <laughs> this is your, your first drive, and this <laughs> nobody else is working now. You are working. That's awesome. What's going on, Lou? Well, you know, uh, Greg, I've been listening to the show for a long time, and when you talk about, you know, uh, four years of maintenance, I remember having a conversation with you years ago about luxury brands, and one of the things that you said was you got to expect to pay more to maintain a luxury brand. So a four-year push to the consumer is quite substantial, isn't it? It is, but also it removes the level of worry when it comes to the basic items that need to be taken care of at your vehicle without having to incur into any additional expense. So this is a it's, a, it's an amazing offer, and for those that are listening, uh, you should literally consider this, especially if you drive in a luxury German vehicle or if you drive in a Honda. There is a, I don't know if you've heard about this, uh, Lou, but there is a massive um, shortage of uh, what is it called? Microconductors? I think that that's what yeah, they call them. Microchips, and yeah. Yeah, microchips. So production has gone crazy nuts when it comes to the cutback. So, for example, I think that Nissan just cut back 12,000 uh, vehicles uh, before the end of the year. So come June, there's going to be a lot of people that have no new cars. And this, is, this goes across the board on, with all car manufacturers. So, folks, if you're looking for a vehicle and you need some uh, variety right now, Today may be the time to do it. Uh, have you heard about this, Lou? Yeah, I know. I, I've been tracking it, you know, through the uh, business press uh, because that's what I do every day, right? I see where the market's at and so on. And, yeah, when I talk to people in the automotive space, Greg, they're saying inventory, both new and used, is incredibly tight. Uh, both. So what we're trying to do right now is that we're trying to incentivize, you know, and, and we will take turns into which brand we are, uh, I wouldn't say attacking, uh, which brand we are focusing on first. Uh, Honda is having a terrible time right now and, uh, you know, the sales performance is not doing well. Now, look, Honda is a powerhouse as a brand. 
What's and you want to help them. With, you want to help them with their miserable <laughs> performance. <laughs> no, look, I, I need to be fair because uh, the car business is so cyclical. You you are either on the upswing or you're in the downswing. And normally, when you're retooling, uh, you're refreshing your your lineup. You will always have a lull in your sales. And Honda right now is having a tough time because they only have two vehicles that are selling. Really, is the CRV and the Honda Civic, and they're phenomenal vehicles. So you know why not help the the Honda buyer that uh, maybe wants to upgrade to another Japanese vehicle and give him a crazy incentive that they is this incentive is so absurd, Lou, that I I will be impossible to ignore. You know, that's all I want out of my life. I want to be impossible to ignore. Well, <laughs> so that I think you need to emphasize as well. The maintenance is also in conjunction with the warranty on the vehicle, right? So major components of the car are covered for the warranty period, right? Uh, they are indeed, and uh, when when you set up a prepaid maintenance with your dealership, it allows the dealership the opportunity to look at your vehicle on a on a regular basis in relation to what the manufacturer recommends the maintenance schedule to be. And from that perspective alone, it gives you a, a tremendous amount of safety, which is one of the reasons why uh, today I wanted to speak about service and how uh, it affects the consumer. But I I wanted to you know address the expect, expectation. There's a lot of misunderstandings when it comes to the service department, Lou. And uh, we today we're going to dedicate a big part of the show on addressing some of those expectations and also to, you know, to just disclose with the consumer what their rights are. Many people don't know what the rights are in relation to a service department. But, uh, you know, Lou, I, uh, I think that um, the prepaid maintenance is going to make a big impact in the city. What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, listen, the number one thing for me as a user of a vehicle is, please, God, don't leave me on the side of the road winter, <laughs> spring, summer, and fall. I need that thing to get me from point A to point B. And even though I have the card for Abrams towing in my wallet, in case I really, really need it, what I need is, you know, somebody to look at the vehicle, and if it needs additional work, hey, it's not about the money. It's about not leaving old fat Lou on the side of a highway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and if you did buy an extended warranty, you will never have to have Abraham's towing card on your on your on your wallet because most extended warranties will come with uh, roadside assistance. So if you lock the keys inside the car, run out of gas, flat tires, mechanical breakdowns, you get lost, you get stuck on a ditch, rental coverage, hotel hotel accommodation, trip interruption benefits, all those things are covered with the extended warranties from the manufacturer. Are you impressed with that, Ken? It's an unbelievable deal. And like Lewis highlighted a lot of the positives of it. I just am stunned that this is something that's being offered by your dealership. And I think that the consumer would be smart to take advantage of it while they have the opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to challenge you, this big fat Lou. No, 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 no. Lou is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful man. I love you, Lou. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. You know, you are a regular guest here, and uh, we love you. This, the TSN, Greg Carrasco Show, loves you right back. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> thank you, brother. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. Bye-bye. You know, I uh, before I start with, the <laughs> with this uh, 13... Things that you should know when you visit a, a service department. I want to send a, a big shout out to uh, someone that I met by chance. Uh, you know, 
Joe Carvalho. Uh, he, uh, I'm, I'm working is on a construction project, and uh, I hired a, a a construction company or a renovation company, if you will, that is borderline on being one of those disasters. You know, the nightmares that everybody talks about when you hire somebody to fix your house is yeah. borderline. We, I'm still debating whether it's a disaster yet or not. So, you know, Joe is keeping Only this alive on the good side. So I am going to keep you all updated and the company that did it. So, <laughs> you know, the guys are good guys, but I think it's a big project and uh, it comes with a lot of pressures. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, you know, this microphone is a powerful tool. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, let's I, I let's need... uh, see how it turns out before we bury those guys. <laughs> no, we, no, 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 we don't. They're, they're good guys. I mean, they're good guys. But, uh, you yeah. know, Joe has been, a, has been doing a tremendous job. You know, he's working there 14, 15 hours a day. And, uh, you know, his efforts wow. do not go unnoticed. So, I, uh, you know, a shout out to Joe, uh, Joe Carvalho there. But anyways, let's carry on with that. With this service department situation, number well, 13. Greg, I'm just going to jump in for a second here. Before we uh, move it through this conversation, we have a couple more callers on the line. Let's go to Ron from Toronto. Ron, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Hi, Craig. Hey, uh, we, we met a while back when you were up at Young and Steel's, and I was yeah. had my daughter, and uh, you took me next door to a, actually a Nissan dealer because you didn't have a car to sell me, and we met a yep. young lady who wouldn't sell us a car. Do you remember that? I gave you a little first date kit, and and you got so upset because she was not doing her due diligence, and she, it was a new car out, and it was a Nissan car. It wasn't even the brand you were trying to sell, and uh, we went through all sorts of things, and you had a big laugh out of that. But anyhow, you I know, have a question. I, I, I think that, you know, hold on a second, that. Ron, hold on a second, Ron. He came to see me at Thornhill Hyundai, Ken. And yeah. uh, we did an, a needs analysis, and we didn't have what he was looking for. So I literally, personally, walked him across the street to uh, to a Nissan store, Willowdale Nissan. Those guys are pretty good guys. I mean, every dealership has good people, and every dealership could have somebody that's having a bad day. So you know what I'm saying? But uh, you had a question for me, Ron, this morning. Yeah, here's my question. I finally bought my wife an XC40 Volvo. I bought it yeah. with the extended warranty because they're expensive to repair. So now yep. with the pandemic, uh, I bought the warranty. You know, every year you go in. Well, my wife, being that we're in her 80s, has only got about 1,500 kilometers in it. Now they want to change cabin filters, everything, because the year is up. But why? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me now to, to get all these things changed. The car is now two years old. They want to do all sorts of things. And the car has been basically sitting on the driveway. We can't leave the province. We can't go down to Florida anymore because, uh, we're, you know, we're not allowed to go. And yet they want to do all this stuff, you know, on my car that I don't think really needs doing. You know, Ron, I thank you for that question. And the reason why I thank you for that question is because in within the next half an hour or so, I'm going to address that at the proper time head on with what you just asked me. So I'm not going to answer this to you right now because the, the answer is coming up on the show. So I want you to stay tuned and listen to the show because this is going to help you tremendously. There's a lot of people out there that don't know what you should be doing when it comes to your vehicle. So thank you. Yeah. We love you back, Ron, and I, I, I remember you <laughs> now that you, you, show, that you told me that you were the driving the Volvo. The car, the car's not gone anywhere, and they want to do all sorts of things to the car. Well, look, listen, listen to the show, and we will answer that question in a little bit. Thank you so much for the phone call, Ron. Who do we have next on the line, Ken? Uh, we have Louie from Toronto back on the air. Louie, do we have you this time? 
I hope so. You guys can hear me? Yeah, yes, we can sir. hear you, brother. What's happening? Good, man. I was just wondering when the new Pathfinder is coming out. I've got a QX60, and like you said, I've maintained it at Downtown Auto Group. I've got 180K on it, and everything's been done through them. And it's true to keep a good relationship with these guys, because anytime I go, even if I don't have an appointment, I've always taken it, so then they just see me, and then boom, right in, no problem. So I just wondering when it's coming who, out. Who is this? Who is this that serves your vehicle? Downtown Auto Group, the Infinity Downtown people. Very good people. Yeah, Down- yeah. The uh, I, I know the owner, uh, Shaheen uh, Elisade. He is an amazing businessman, and uh, they, they try to do a really good job. So, you know, I encourage you to do that. Now, the new Pathfinder is coming down the pipeline within the next, I would say, three months, three, three and a half months. And if you haven't seen it on, on the web yet or it hasn't popped up on your radar, you need to look it up. 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. What is an amazing-looking vehicle. And uh, I there's a lot of people waiting for it right now. We are even taking orders. The vehicle is not even here, and we're taking orders. So it should be here by the end of the summer, I think, and uh, unless there are any delays on the production because of the microchips. Um, I expect to see it very, very shortly. That's good. I want to see it. I want to thank you for one more thing. A few years ago, you once said, and I took you up on it, I'm 59. You said, you know, I've never seen a guy drive up to a psychiatrist's office in a motorcycle. So I took up motorcycling. I'm here in Niagara now with my buddies <laughs> do some riding. And uh, it's great. You know, I just got my M2. I'm working on my uh, regular M, and I want to thank you for it. It's really uh, exhilarating to get out there in wine country and ride around a bike. Really good. Thank you. You know, you're very welcome, folks. I can tell you this. And uh, riding a motorcycle has a different effect on your soul. And not that I have one, but, you know, you know, you, you, you know what I'm saying. You get yourself in a motorcycle and you are unable to detach, to unplug, to just be. Um, it doesn't really allow for too many life distractions so if you're if you're easily distracted it's not something that you should do but there is nothing really that feels better well except one thing uh, nothing really feels better than, than riding a motorcycle and i'm so happy that you took the hobby man be safe and uh, keep those tires on the road do we have any other phone calls there ken nope that's uh, all for, no, uh, so for we're now good. sorry guys i don't mean to jump in but we actually do have a caller it's uh, lorenzo oh, from toronto lorenzo you're on the greg carrasco show Oh, great. Lorenzo, how can we make your life better this morning? Uh, I, I've had a question um, that's kind of burning for me, and I've, I've put it to you actually uh, in an email. I tried to connect with you through LinkedIn and so on, so I'm really delighted to be able to, to get on the show. But I'm just curious about the future of dealerships and the future of sort of, you know, automobile ownership and leasing, and, and is there room for these membership-type services or subscription-type services do you have any thoughts and ideas on that? Do you see anything happening on I, in your world, Greg, that might be you know leading more I, people I into do, that? I do, you know. It's a it's a really good question. What I want you to do is to turn the radio down because I'm getting a really big echo from your radio. So just shut the you know shut the radio down, and then I'll answer. Uh, I'll answer for you, but yeah. you know, over the last uh, decade or so, there's been a bunch of car manufacturers that have started subscription system. I, I believe that Cadillac uh, is currently uh, using a pilot project for their subscription. I think that you have to pay $1,500 a month, and you can drive whatever you want. All the services, everything is done, even the insurance is paid. Uh, but it's a tremendous amount of money. Yes. There is a bit of a there's a bit of a flex going on right now. There is there is something that's shifting in the car industry and. And something that I've noticed over the last 15 months in which we have been restricted to death by the government, in which the mobility of the humans, of humans are, uh, has been limited to this degree, we, 
back when the city shut down for the first time in April of, of 2020, we became the number one Nissan store in the province of Ontario at the time because our internet or digital retail selling game was so good. Yeah. I've been training for this for 10 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I felt this is, this is our time to shine. But what has happened is this, that the vast majority of people still want to have that human interaction. So I, I think that the consumer buy-in patterns have leapfrog the dealership advancements and uh, we keep trying to shove technology into something so personal and guttural that people feel when they get into a vehicle that there is a space here for that transaction still. Um, as per the subscription system, I do think that People are going to finally realize something that I've been saying for my entire career, that cars are a giant waste of money, and that 95% of the life of that vehicle is spent with the vehicle sitting on the driveway, so it's the most expensive driveway ornament that you can buy. So I think that people are going to start realizing that perhaps they don't need to buy that crazy expensive car to validate their lives and maybe they're going to start looking at cars for what they are finally which is just a tool to take you from here and there when you need it and and i can tell you this that um if you live in toronto right now uh, there's a lot of people that live in the condos downtown toronto and there are you know hundreds of thousands of people that live there that work downtown in the city they don't even have to get out of the condo so you know not having a car uh, is, is something that has become a possibility. And for that, I, I have the uh, case in point in my own house. Um, my son just graduated from UFT, and uh, he's moving downtown with his girlfriend. And um, he has a vehicle that was supposed to take over once as soon as he graduated, and he's seriously contemplating not having a vehicle anymore. Uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting what's happening um, as a, the car rides and the car subscriptions are working their way into the system now. Uber is there for a reason. Uh, it's one of the most successful startups that we've seen in our lifetime, that you can actually have a car company without owning a single vehicle. That is just brilliant. So I do think that we're going to see a lot of changes going on within our industry uh, for the next five years. Uh, and I, I don't think the subscription is the way that is going. I don't think that that's the way that it's going to go. Your candor, I really appreciate it, Greg. And I'd like that. You I mean in full disclosure, I am involved with a, a company that you know has a subscription type of platform. They're, they power up the Kinto system for Toyota. Uh, yep. They were the ones that did the Maven system. So I'm I'm just you know curious about how the market's responding. I'm also a director with the Canadian Urban Transit Association, and so transit is suffering. Incredibly. Uh, anyway, I'd, I'd love to, to speak with you sort of offline about this. I really appreciate your show. I've been listening for a while. I've been dying you know, to we, ask we you should. I mean, you know, maybe we should. Uh, we, we should have the meeting of the minds at some point. But thank you so much for the phone call. Do we have anybody else on the line so we can just carry on with this? No. No, I think we're no, good we to go. No, we don't. Okay. So, folks, I'm hoping that at some point today, thank you so much for the phone call, Sid. And if you have a say in the matter on this, if, you, if you've had a good experience at a service department, if you've had a bad experience at a service department, call us. The number is 416-870-1050, and this is Canada's largest automotive radio show, the Greg Carrasco Show with my friend Ken Stapen, and the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And if you happen to be driving a Honda and you trade it into Oakville Nissan, we will give you a seven-year prepay maintenance with your purchase. And if you don't buy a vehicle from us, 
at least we'll tell you what your trade is worth so you never have to worry about somebody paying you too little for your trade. Uh, let's take a small break and we'll be right back. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And uh, it is important that you know that um, for the month of May, if you happen to trade in your Honda at Oakville Nissan, we will in include with your purchase seven years of prepay maintenance. Seven years of prepay maintenance. That's insane. And if we don't have what you're looking for, we will appraise your car for free. So you leave with value no matter what happens. There is a win-win situation for you. And you know, the phone calls are pretty good this morning. And uh, uh, we haven't even been able to <laughs> start addressing the points that we're going to do this morning. So, you know, if you have something that you want to know about the car industry, if you have, have had a good experience with a service department, bad experience with a service department, um, I want to know. Call us. 416-870-1050 is the number. 416-870-1050 is the number. And uh, if you, for whatever reason, hear something on the show that uh, you want to listen to again, uh, you can find the podcast and just subscribe. You get no commercials, just straight out content, and uh, you can listen to us on your own time. So let's start with this, Ken. Um, number 13, uh, things that you need to know about the service department. You know, you sh when you show up to your appointment on time, you are already a little bit late, but... Let's say that you have an appointment at 11 o'clock in the morning. Your car will not be taken into the shop at 11 o'clock in the morning. And you may ask yourself, so what's the point of having an appointment? Well, the, the point of having an appointment is that you can set yourself in the queue because this is what usually happens, okay? You know, somebody comes in for an oil change at 9 a.m. with a tech that was supposed to take your vehicle at 11 a.m. But this person has problems that they, with the vehicle for which they didn't know. So perhaps the vehicle needs, needs tires, they need brakes, and so on. And we need to address that customer that is there. So there was always a pushback that happens because we never really know when the job is going to be completed. So when you book an appointment at a car dealership, at whatever given time is, please allow yourself some latitude. You know, <coughs> excuse me. You know, we see this time and time again, Ken. Somebody shows up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they sit in the, wait, uh, in the service department waiting room, uh, which normally don't happen at our store because of uh, COVID. So we just give them a vehicle for them to go home, or we drive them home, or we pay for Uber so they don't have to stay there. And that the moment they sit down, they start looking at their watch and counting the minutes until the vehicle is taken in without ever taking into consideration that there are other people here that we need to address. We also need, we need to put the system into a queue, and then the mechanic, when the mechanic is ready, will come and pick up the vehicle. And from that point on, the process will begin. So every vehicle that comes in, uh, we have to run a series of checks, and uh, that often happens at the counter. So the service advisor, when he takes the work order in, the service advisor traditionally goes into Nissan Canada bulletins. And we start looking for campaigns, we start looking for recalls, we start looking at your maintenance schedule, we start looking at your driving intervals, and so on and so on. And that is an analysis that we do every time you come in, and that takes time. And you don't want us to rush that job. And that is as simple as it comes. Twelve. Understand that we have no way to know what the problem with your vehicle is until that dealer sets, until the, we follow the specific process. Uh, unlike what people think, we don't use Google reviews 
to look for what the problem is. We actually have, <laughs> we have a scientific process that we have to follow, and it's, it's based on the uh, elimination process. Um, the most likely cause of that issue is X, so we look at X. Then if that doesn't solve the problem, it's Y, and so on, and so on, and so on. And often, we, we really don't know what the issue is. I mean, every car today has over 25,000 parts. What are the chances that we will know by heart what is connected to what and at what point it causes any issue within that vehicle? So sometimes when you have a problem with the car, we need to take our time to find it. We have a phone call here. Who do we have in the line, Ken? Uh, we've got Tom. You, from, yeah, we've got Tom from Oakville on the line. Tom, you're on the Great hey, Crasco Show. Uh, how can I make your life better this morning? Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Love the show, Greg. Thanks, Before man. Before I say anything, I'd like to remind everyone to appreciate and spoil the crap out of your mom. I don't have the luxury anymore, so do that, please. Uh, you know, I uh, thank you for that. Thank you for reminding me of that. Um, I I'm, I'm reading a book that is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I always have a book on the go, and this book that I'm reading right now um, is, is a series of suggestions. And uh, within those suggestions, there was an article that was recommended to me that I read yesterday, and uh, I had to stop reading it because of how raw it was, <laughs> the information that was given me. I, I honestly couldn't deal with it at the time. And I'll tell you, you know, statistically speaking, Tom, uh, by the time you finish high school, you have already used up... 93%, this is in general terms in humanity right now, by the time you finish high school, you have used up 93% of the time that you will spend with your parents. Because after that, you go to university, you never come back, uh, you know, you, you start dating, you get married, you come and see your parents maybe once a week, and if you're lucky, they will live until they're 80. So if you do that and, and you extrapolate the data and you apply it into percentages, by the end of high school, you have already used up just about every single time and 93% of the chances that you're going to see your parents and that, you know, we don't look at it that way. And then I started to think about my mom. So look at this. Last time I saw my mom in Chile was three years ago. Mom is 75 years old. If I see her every three years and she happens to live until she is 80, I'm only going to see her twice. There's two more times that I'm going to see her. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, thank you so much for reminding the stuff, Tom. Uh, you, is your mom alive? No, mine recently passed, unfortunately. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, you know but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I want you to say it again, man. Just say it again. Tell me what you just said out loud. I want to say that. It really opens your eyes and makes you realize what's truly important in life. Sorry, I don't, want to, I don't want to think too much about it right this second. It's Saturday <laughs> morning. I don't want to be emotional. I want advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, thank you so much for bringing that up because I, I, I would hate to forget that. Do you have any car questions that you want me to answer for you? Yes, sir, I actually do. So I have a 19-year-old daughter that... I'm planning on leaving this vehicle that I'm going to buy to. Uh, okay. She's just hiding from COVID right now so and not working with everything going on. So I don't think it's wise to be spending a lot of money on a, on a vehicle for a 19-year-old. Nope. Some might be ready, but mine I don't think is quite ready yet. 
So, so I've had a few three Honda CRVs. I've had the Mustang GT. I've had the Speed and whatnot. I'm actually sick of all of it. Now I'm almost 50 years old. I really want something luxurious. I want comfort. If speed can come mixed in that, that would be great also. So I, I hope that you're not thinking about leaving the vehicle to your daughter because this is not a good thing. Well, I was looking at some used Infinities, the SUVs, which would be safer for her in case she was in an accident or whatnot. Okay. Um, I might drive it for maybe a year or so. What sort of used Infinity are you talking about? Uh, I'm not an expert on them. I've never owned one. I'm, I have a bunch on my list here, EX35, FX35, yeah. I think Q50 yeah. one's called. They're yeah. nice-looking vehicles. I really love the interiors, too. So that's why I'm, I want to get something comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I think that you're looking, you know, this, you know I, I got a different impression of what you had said that you wanted to get. No, I don't think that you're in the wrong place at all. If you're looking at a used vehicle already and uh, by the time you give it up, it's going to be another four or five, maybe even six years. Uh, I don't think that's a bad idea. Uh, I think that the, the depreciation factor on Infinity, although it's pretty good, um, it's going to retain a lot of the value and they're, they're, they're quite safe. In fact, my daughter drives uh, an older uh, G um, Infinity G Series, G37. Uh, it's, it's pretty old you know she worked pretty hard saved the money and bought it <laughs> so you know that's what she wanted uh, she's also 19 or soon to be so I understand what you're doing and no you're not looking in the wrong uh, you're not looking in the wrong spot uh, I am I completely against people buying super fast cars for their uh, you know 16 17 year old you have no idea what you're doing to your kids when you do that especially if you buy them new but uh, if by the time she gets this vehicle she's gonna be 24 25 go for it man I, I really say go for it. But thank you so much for uh, for calling the show and reminding us about Mother's Day tomorrow. Do we have any other phone call right now, Ken, or we can carry on? Uh, we have one more, Ben, who's on the line. Yeah, we've got Victor from Toronto. Victor, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Victor, how can we make your life better this morning? Is Victor there? Second thoughts. It looks like Victor might have dropped. You That's guys okay. can carry on. Yeah, and number 11 on things that you should probably know uh, when it comes to servicing your vehicle or a car dealership, and after that we're going to take a small break. Uh, when you wait, you know, for all of us, when, when we wait, our perception of time changes. Doing a good job takes time. So the last thing that you want a car dealership to do is to rush your vehicle through the shop. That is not a good thing. To do a good job takes time. Be patient. Allow yourself some time to do this. Uh, folks, this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and uh, also at Infinity, if you trade in any one of the luxury German vehicles, Mercedes, BMWs, or Audis, and you ex upgrade to an Infinity, <laughs> we will include a four-year prepaid maintenance. Nobody else is doing this. This is Oakville Infinity. We'll be right back after the break. And we're back. You're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show here with your other friend, Ken Stapen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and we've decided to dedicate most of the three hours this morning to car talk. So if you have a car question, you're looking at buying a car, selling a car, leasing a car, trading a car, if you're driving something and you don't know if you should get rid of it, if you're looking at something and you don't know if you should buy it, if you have ever had a crazy bad experience at a service department or a car dealership or a crazy good experience at a dealership, um, call us, 416-870 is the number, 416-870-1150. Is that the number? Uh, 416-870-1050. There you go, 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. 
10.50. You know, I don't have my, my board in, on me. And I, uh, when it comes to remembering numbers under pressure, I always fail. I always, <laughs> always fail. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want to send a big shout out to all mothers for Mother's Day uh, tomorrow. The, uh, and a special shout out to all single mothers that uh, are whose lives are getting destroyed by the province because now they can't go to work <laughs> because they have to sit in front of a computer uh, homeschooling their children and they can't pay the bills they can't pay a sitter and they can't go to work so thank you to the province and uh, you know I uh, I was talking to Ben I didn't know that Ben was going through teachers college and apparently uh, at home or uh, online schooling is going to be a thing next year. And you know, if my spidey sense uh, serves me right, I am surprised that teachers are not fighting a little bit more aggressively against this. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. You know Sorry, how guys. quickly those jobs can be replaced by a computer? You can have one teacher teaching 2,000 students at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like the way that this is going and how everything is getting automated, completely removing the ability to have physical and you know social interaction with your students. You know, I I was talking to my son, my youngest son, a little while ago, and he says, "Dad, this is heroic." You know, I'm 15 years old. I haven't gotten out of the house in a, almost a year and a half. I don't see anyone. You are my only social interaction. You know, girls, I'm supposed to meet girls at this time in my life. There are no girls in my life. You know, I don't think that people realize how much we are damaging everyone by this house arrest. But that's a different conversation. Do we have a phone call here uh, that we need to take, Ken? Uh, no, not at the moment. And just th for thoughts on, like, the education thing, I understand right now why we have to make that transition. Um, the future is uncertain about how soon there's going to be a definitive return to normalcy where everybody's going to feel comfortable uh, in situations where we used to take for granted feeling comfortable. So I understand why they're trying to put the infrastructure in place to make this transition, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be overall a good thing, Like especially if it's a suggestion, as you were saying, with bigger class sizes, less teachers, it means less individual attention for the students. Uh, I, I just find that the, there's a lot of hindrances with this online, this online, uh, I guess, um, this movements towards online schooling. Not the least of which is that it puts a lot of pressure on individual families to make sure that they have, you know, devices that can connect to the internet, to make sure that they have a proper working internet to connect to all these classes. It just puts unnecessary pressure onto, you know, the average person who like you said, sometimes might not have those sorts of things available to them. You know, for, for me, I think that um, we haven't taken into consideration the human effect that this will have on people. You know, when you can say just about anything you want and you don't physically see the reaction that your words may have on someone, you know, from a neurolinguistic standpoint, you are very difficult to grow empathy. You know, if you say, you can say the meanest things online and because you never have to deal with the physical consequences of saying the crap that comes out of some people's brains sometimes, you know, you, you don't know how to empathize. Uh, you don't know how to look at people in the eyes. You don't know if, you know, there is a lot of things that, that we pick up with, you know, uh, human interaction and that is going away and that is not a good thing. But anyways, 
I don't want to digress too much from what we're talking about this morning. So, folks, if you're just tuning in, uh, we were talking about 13 things that you should probably know when you visit a service department. I'm going to do a, a quick recap here. Um, 13, show up at your appointment on time. You know, please know that just when you arrive at the dealership, it's not the time your vehicle is going to be taken in. There's a bunch of things that need to take place before the vehicle goes into the shop. And number 12, understand that we have no way to know what the problem is until we follow the process. We don't use Google. Number 11, when you wait, your perception of time changes. You know, doing a good job at a car dealership takes time. And the last thing that you want is for us to rush it. Uh, number 10 is the one that we are up next now. Find a dealership and develop a relationship. The more you know them, the better they will treat you. Folks, this is no different than when you meet people. The better you know people, the better they treat you, the better the relationship is, the, the more you can ask. <laughs> and don't forget that. We are just like you. Number nine, outside of the store, you know, outside of a car dealership, every single person that works in a service department, in sales for that matter, we are consumers just like you, and we understand that owning a car is not always a pleasant thing, uh, you know, especially when they break down. So, And the vast majority of dealers will look after you properly if you give them a chance. So give your dealer a chance to impress you, and you will be surprised how many will. We have a phone call here. Who do we have on the line, Ken? Let's go to Vic from Toronto. Vic, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Vic, how can I make your life better this morning? Good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, no I have a quick question. Um, about a year and a half ago, I had to buy a car with high uh, finance rate. And okay. I'm in the process of either paying up the whole thing or trading it in. I'm just not sure what to do with my high interest. So... What is uh, hold on a second? I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you three or four questions, and it's going to help you tremendously. So this is rapid fire question. Uh, what is the interest rate? Uh, it's close to eleven percent. Um, what year is the vehicle? Twenty fifteen. Um, how long have you had the loan? Uh, almost two years. Have you ever missed a payment on that loan? Never. Okay, so you need to come and see me. We will be able to lower your interest rate. Um, you know, you know where to find me. I live at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and uh, I have about 800 vehicles at my disposal. So we will find something that will suit your needs. Now, has your credit and financial situation improved since? Oh yeah, like I just bought a place and everything. That's why okay. I bought it. Like that's say, why I got that car. Say no more, fam. Say no more. You are overpaying right now. Don't pay it off because that's not going to help you. Come and see yeah. me, and I have a team of experts that is going to guide you th right through this, and we're going to get you out of this, and uh, we're going to refinance whatever you need to do at a much lower interest rate. You need to come and see me, okay? Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank Thanks. you for taking my call. Thanks, sir. brother. Thank you. I look forward to meeting well, you in person. Who else do we have on the line? Let's go to Saeed from Richmond Hill. Saeed, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Saeed, how can I make your life better this morning? Uh, how are you, my friend? By uh, giving me some advice quickly, um, yep. I've been leasing cars for the last six years for my wife. Uh, every two okay. years, we go lease busters, get a new car, basically, and uh, we just gave the last one back a couple of days ago. I want to get a Tesla for her. Um, okay. We were always leasing it, but I was wondering if we can finance it, would it be better? How many kilometers have you put in a year? See, this is the thing. We get it for every two years, right? The cars are usually two years. We take it over. 
And when I take it no. over, it already has 40, 50, 60 sometimes on it. We might no, but put, I'm asking you, how many kilometers do you put in a year? I would say 15 to 20. 15 to 20,000 kilometers a year? Yeah. And you, and you want to spend $70,000 for a vehicle that you only drive 15 to 20,000 kilometers a year? <laughs> so that's why my question is that. But like, I'm always you know, look, man, I, 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 I can't tell you. Buying a Tesla is... is I, if you want it and you have the means, you know, and you want to treat yourself... Go for it. I'm not going to stop you because everybody needs to determine the level of uh, happiness they need to bring into their lives. And sometimes people use cars to do so. Saying that, for you to spend $70,000 for you to only drive 15,000 kilometers a year, I think is madness. It's madness. It you should be driving a Civic. <laughs> you should be driving right. a Sentra. Uh, and, and if you're only driving fifteen to uh, 20,000 kilometers a year, leasing the vehicles is, is quite possibly the most expensive way of you doing this. So, no, I don't think, if I were you, I would not be doing that. Um, but then again, I'm not you, and I, I'm, I don't live your it's life. Not for me, so, it's for my wife, right? I want her to try something safe, something new, so it's... She's got my son in the car. But, okay, so look at it this way. You, you, you can't buy a Tesla under the premise that it's safe because every vehicle on the road is safe. So the only reason why you want to buy a Tesla is because you want to flex on the planet. So not because it's safe. Uh, the Tesla is more for just uh, more advanced technology, not dealing with gas and dealing with it. And it helps the environment. Why not? You're getting a $5,000 incentive from the government to do it, too. I, and I understand that. Now, based, based on, the, on the footprint that the production of that vehicle uh, puts on the environment, many people will argue that that's not the case. Uh, do, you, do I think that you need to spend $70,000 to help the environment? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that you, know, you can have some hybrid vehicles that would was, do just this, as this was, well. We're looking at the Model and, 3, right? And... It's fifty-two thousand. Yeah, but by the time you put all the toys in it, you will you'll end up with seventy k. I, I, I did the same thing. You know, when I was I working was now for, for uh, a car manufacturer, that uh, makes me shiver every time I think of it. Um, and I left. I was going to buy my own car, and I looked at the Tesla uh, three series. Uh, I drove the base one. Nah, you know, you you have to go on the full jam on that vehicle in order for you to have anything sort of a nice experience. Um, I wouldn't do it. I would look at uh, hybrid models. But if you want to help the environment by spending seventy thousand dollars, by all means, man, go for it. I I'm not going to stop you. But like I said, I wouldn't do it. So what, like I said, I've been always leasing for her, right? And yeah, but I mean, it's always been a newer car. So what should I do? Should I finance something or should I keep leasing it the way I've been doing it? It all depends when. It all depends how long you're planning to keep it. You see, and, and this is a conversation that we I had like with a client yesterday. Couple, we like changing cars every couple of years. Okay, so then, then you're probably best if you lease it. Now, what I can tell you is this, that the money is in the turn. So I'll explain this. Every time you change a vehicle is when people make money off of you. So the shorter the term, this is the reason why many car manufacturers keep pushing for 24-month leases. Because in, every 24 months, they have you in, you know, making a decision, spending money, making a decision, spending money. So it's the worst way that you can possibly do it. Do you have your house paid off? 
Okay, so get your priorities straight. I'm sorry, brother. You know, I have to tell you this. And I always tell people that if you don't have a, a thick skin, don't call the show. Why are you wasting money on cars when your mortgage is not paid? So, you see, I think that if, if you start looking at life in a different way, you, you may be able to address, and, and this is not, I'm not your life coach, so it doesn't matter to me what you do, but what I'm saying to you is that anyone that has a mortgage should never be driving a luxury car, but people have it all twisted because we have fallen prey of the marketing machine that keeps trying to convince us that unless we drive a Tesla or a BMW or a Mercedes, we are not successful. You know, in fact, you know, one of the most successful people that I know in my life. Sorry, let me finish what I'm saying. One of the most successful people that I know in my life is my, my friend Kurt. You know, he will drive a caravan that is 12 years old that is falling apart because he understands that success does not come from the car that you show on the planet. And, you know, he is, an, he is one of the biggest and most... Uh, militant uh, environmentalists that I've ever known and I love him for it but you know one of the things that he does is that he keeps the vehicle for a very 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 long time so that way they don't produce another car on his expense thank you so much no. for that phone call I really Not appreciate it hopefully but you know what I drive myself I drive an old F-150 pickup truck rusted there and, you go and you know keep driving that one thank you so much my wife and son so it's I get not about it. me and vanity for myself right it's still, does your wife and son need to be driving a $70,000 machine? But, you know, we're beating, you know, we, we're, we're going in circles here. Thank, Thank you so you much for much. the phone command. I really appreciate it. Do we have another person on the line? Nope. I think that's it for now. So we can get okay. back to uh, the, the service tips here. <laughs> you know, folks, if you, listen, I, I always say this. If you want honest advice from a car guy that have seen this thousands and thousands and thousands of times, I will give you what I think that you should do. It, it, it may not suit your needs, but it would be an honest advice from someone that understands the car industry from the inside out. And if there is anything that I ever want people to understand about what I do, is that the car industry is where I live. You know, I like to be an intellectual of the car, the automotive industry. I am a student of my industry, and this is what I share with you folks. So, you know, just have a thick skin. You, I might not tell you what you want to hear. If you're making a mistake, I will tell you. And if you still make it, at least you knew. It's not yeah. a mistake. It's a decision. You see what you, I'm saying? Yeah, you know what? A lot of people, and we've learned this over the last, you know, coming up on a year that we've been doing this show, <clears throat> have already made up their decision about what car they're going to buy before they even call into the show. And that certainly seems like the last caller wanted to buy a Tesla. He wants to buy it, you know, the motivation to buy it uh, is kind of irrelevant once you've made the decision that that's the car that you want. And if that's the car that you want, we're obviously, it's your life. You can spend your money however you're like. We're powerless to stop you, but it's if you want the advice, there are machines that might be a little bit cheaper that can do the exact same thing that you need to do um, that are going to, you know, fully, fully uh, meet all the needs that you, you're looking for of a vehicle, and you're going to save a little bit on your pocketbook. So if you're doing it because you want the Tesla in the driveway and your wife wants to drive a Tesla, then by all means, like, go and buy, the, go and buy a Tesla. But don't make sure you're doing people, you know, it for the so right reasons. Sorry to interrupt you, Ken. I, I want people to think of me as their automotive therapist. And uh, <laughs> the reason why I say this is because when I go and see my therapist, often he tells me some pretty, pretty raw, hard truths. And that I, I sometimes I just can't deal with it. Yeah. But 
he's my therapist. And uh, at some point, I have to trust somebody uh, has my best interest at heart. And since uh, you know, I, I hired him to look after me, I have to trust that he has my best interest. So when it comes to your cars, I will be your therapist. I will tell you exactly what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, what you need to hear. I'm not the, the, the therapist that you want. I am the therapist you deserve. <laughs> uh, let's go with our, with our suggestions of things that you should know Bad when man. you visit a, car, um, a service department. Number eight, one bad experience does not reflect the entire company. Folks, listen to this. One bad experience, one bad experience does not reflect the entire company. Try out different service advisors. Try out uh, different technicians. You can request this. So if you are in the courting side of your relationship with your car or your dealership, and there are three or four service advisors, and you don't know anyone, you know, try them out. You know, this time you book an appointment with this fellow over here, and then next time you book an appointment with that lady over there, and see where you find that connection. You're not obligated to deal with one person all the time, but also it is important that you don't taint the entire company just because somebody had a bad day. Don't be a weirdo. Number seven, we don't win anything by not doing warranty work. There is no disadvantage for a dealership to do warranty work. It is a medium payment for us. So when whenever you bring the vehicle in, we put it through the paces, we look for everything that could be going wrong with that vehicle, especially if it's warranty, because guess what? We are saving you money. We are saving you money every time we do warranty work. And if you don't have that relationship with the dealership, it's not something that's going to happen, especially if you're not servicing your vehicle at a dealership where you bought it from. So if you bought a Toyota, service it at your Toyota store. If you bought a Honda, Take it to your Honda store. They are looking out for you. We get paid no matter what when we do warranty work, and you become happier. So don't ever question that a dealership didn't do the work because it had to be done under warranty. Uh-uh, that's not the way it works. Number six, follow your maintenance schedule. Follow your maintenance schedule, and this is something that I'm on, it's going to make me a lot of enemies, Ken. And uh, after I say this, we're going to take a break because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to hear about this. <laughs> so, folks, if you're just tuning in here, we're not going to break right now, but if you're just tuning in here, this is the Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show with my friend Ken Stapen. And uh, if you have a question, what is the phone number, Ken? <laughs> 416-870-1050. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty. If you have had a crazy experience with a car dealership, call us. I want to know about it. And if you have a car question or a car question, uh, for, uh, a question for a car dealership, there's something that you always wanted to know. Give us a call. We'll help you out. But look at this. Number six. Follow your maintenance schedule, but follow only what the manufacturer recommends. Don't be sold stuff. I'm going to repeat this because a lot of people don't understand this. Follow your maintenance schedule, but only follow what is in the manufacturer schedule. Only follow what the manufacturer recommends. Don't be sold stuff. A flush, you know, they, you know, some dealers will sell you this stuff. Let's flush your lines. Let's flush your brake lines or fluids. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. You're being upsold. 
do not be sold stuff at a car dealership. The job of a dealership is to, is to recommend, is to recommend, do not be sold stuff. If it's not on your maintenance schedule, you're being sold things. Now, unless it's a repair. So we're going to get into that after the break. Folks, this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. And if you're just tuning in and you didn't hear the promotion for this month, listen up. If you're driving a Honda and you trade it in at Oakville Nissan, we will give you a seven-year prepaid maintenance. Nobody else is doing this. This is exclusive at Oakville Nissan. If you drive a Honda and you trade it in and you upgrade it to a Nissan, we will give you a seven-year prepaid maintenance. I doubt your dealer is going to do that for you. And if you drive in a German luxury vehicle, whether it's a Mercedes, BMW, or an Audi, and you trade it in and upgrade to an Infiniti, we will include four years of prepaid maintenance. We'll take a small break and we'll be right back. This is the largest automotive radio show and uh, I, I got a pretty pointy email from uh, one of our listeners, Barbara last week saying, Craig you always say that you're the largest automotive radio show in the country but you know, I don't hear much car talk these days. Ouch, Barbara you know, I hear you so we are doing this for Barbara we're dedicating this show to Barbara I'm not going to put the actual last name that she puts on her handle because it's a uh, uh, it's out there, so um, and, and I don't know if it's her actual last name. So, I uh, Barbara, the show is dedicated to you. You see, today we are we are making people's lives better with the uh, with the answers that we're given right now. And uh, just don't forget that the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And if you wanna get the most direct, transparent. Um, advice that you can get in the car industry. I live at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity right now, and uh, uh, just come and see me. Make sure that you bring a peace offering, though. Don't show up empty-handed. Bring me a coffee. If it's um, if it's before one o'clock, I'll I'll take a I'll take a small black coffee. If it's after that, I'll take a small black decaf. There you go. You know, it's, it's just <laughs> uh, we have a, we have a bunch of callers here. The uh, they're piling up. So who do we have on the line? Uh, let's start off with George from Etobicoke. George, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. George, how can I make your life better this morning? Yes, hello, Greg. Great show you have. Thank you. Yeah, um, I was thinking about trading my car in yesterday, but then I kind of decided not to because I want to retire in a couple of years, and I don't really want another car payment for four years. So the car I have now, I'm just deciding whether I should keep it or not and just you know, finish the payments. <laughs> Tell me what it is, and I'll tell you it, whether you should keep it or not. It's a 2015 Volkswagen Jetta. Keep it. How many kilometers do you have? 175. Keep it. That car is going to last you to half a million kilometers if you go to your local VW and service it. So how many, um, how many more payments do you have left? I owe $8,000 on it. I pay $300 a month. No, keep it. Just keep it and uh, keep on driving it because you're not going to get what the vehicle uh, is. You know, the, the implicit value of that vehicle is far more than you're going to get on trade-in. So if, is the car giving you any problems? No, it's great. I get the oil change down every 8,000. I go to, uh, I don't, can I tell you where I go? Of course. Yeah, I go to the Queensway Volkswagen in Etobicoke. They're and good they're people. Great, they're great service. It, it's, I love yeah. it there. They treat me really good. 
A big shout out to uh, Queensway VW and Etobicoke. Um, yeah. And uh, I, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. You seem to be doing it right. Uh, do not trade it in, and especially if you're retiring. Uh, and the car is giving you no problems. Uh, you're spending no crazy amounts of money. Just no. keep it. That's the only way that you're going to save a pile of money. Thank you so much for that phone call, and I hope okay. that you can continue that course. Who's next on the line, Ken? Uh, let's move to Vito from Ajax. Vito, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Vito, how can I make your life better this morning? Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, no problem, I'm man. At, I'm looking at buying a new car, and I'm thinking about a, a Nissan uh, Rogue. Um, I'm looking at a 2020, and I'm probably going to get it in a couple of months. But my question is, in terms of pricing, what's a realistic price that I can go in with in terms of negotiation? Uh, well, that's a hard, hard question to answer because are you looking at a brand new 2020 or are you yeah, looking at a used 2020? Well, I was looking at a brand new. I've seen them. I've seen at some dealerships brand new 2020. Okay, so you know this is this is pretty simple. Um, depending on the vehicle that you're looking at, those cars have anywhere between 7.5 and 8.3 percent profit margin. So you can do the math. Uh, do the math, and that will tell you roughly what the via, the dealership has as uh, as profit on that car. And the only thing that we that we ask from customers for, the, for 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 you to be fair, you know, dealerships need to make a little bit of money to keep the lights on. Um, but uh, you know, if you get a thousand, twelve hundred dollars off on that car, is you you haven't done bad. Now, right. if you do have, if you do pay cash for it, there are some cash incentives which I don't recommend. Um, but um, I don't know if, uh, the, the, of all the things that you said to me just now, the, there's only one thing that I wouldn't do. I don't know if I would wait, uh, because uh, what's happening right now is that uh, we are getting our supply of vehicles, our allocation has been shortened so aggressively that even though you may find one two months from now, they will not give you a discount because there will be no new cars. Uh, I don't think that people realize what is happening in the marketplace right now. And every single car manufacturer in Canada will run out of cars at some point in June and July. Or if they don't run out of cars, they're not going to have enough inventory. So, you know, this is, um, you know, this is a you know, demand, supply and demand system or, a, you know, thing. So I don't know if I would wait. I would probably go now. Okay, I'll, I'll do that then. I'll take a look. I, I have been looking. It's just very hard to get into a dealership right now. Um, well, actually, no, not really. Uh, you know, Oakville Nissan. You know, why don't you come and see me, man? You you literally have the the voice of Nissan right now in Ontario, actually across the country, talking to you. I will make sure that I look after you personally, so I won't let you make a mistake. And I will right. tell you everything. You see, at, at our store, we just show you. You know, this is what we pay for it. This is this is what we make. How much would you allow us to earn on this transaction? And then you you make your own decisions, which is perfect. Right. Come and see me, and I will take care of you. Thank you so much for the phone call. Who do we have next on the line, Ken? Uh, let's go to John. John, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. John, how Hi, can there. I make your life better this morning? Well, I hope so, Greg. And uh, no disrespect to uh, Barbara, but I just love the way you go from topic to topic. Uh, the one on Mother's Day this uh, earlier, half an hour ago, was, was fabulous. But I, I was you. wondering, Greg, about my options. I'm 70 years old. I have a leased RAV4 vehicle, which has been great for us. Uh, but I've moved up north, and I like to canoe, and I like to uh, kayak. And I'm just wondering about a minivan. And at my age, if I should start from uh, basically a new vehicle. 
uh, with and with a, a, you know not a lot of money to spend and, and look at something at, at the zero percent financing that some of the dealers uh, offer. Uh, that's a good question, and thank you so much for uh, you know for your compliments. When I you know when when I hear from you know from people like you at, at your age that you listen to my show, it makes me super happy. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to tell you what I would tell my dad if if he was alive and he was 70. I would say the following: you know when you drive, I mean when you use kayaks and uh, and canoes, they're not particularly heavy. So you can put those units. Are you planning to tow? A, are you planning to tow them, or are you planning to put them on top of the vehicle? I was thinking if I kept the, the, the lease vehicle, which is up in, in uh, November, I believe it is, uh, okay. and buy it out they want with taxes 17000 Okay. Uh, I have 64,000 kilometers on it. Then I would put a, um, a hitch on and then you know, get a small little trailer and pull it. Okay, I, I do think that that is probably your best bet because the Toyota RAV4 is arguably one of the best cars on the planet. Uh, it's got no kilometers. I do believe that the buyback on that vehicle is reasonable. So you have the right car at the right price that you know with the right kilometers. So I think that if you spend a little bit of money, I think they'll charge you probably seven or $800 for a trailer hitch, and then you buy yourself a small trailer. It's also going to help you with the uh, with the mechanics of having a kayak and a canoe because now you're not going to have to lift anything and put it on top and uh, I think that that is probably the right decision to make so if I were you and if you were my dad and you were asking me this question knowing all that I know I would tell you keep it buy it out get yourself a trailer and use it that way don't spend money on a van man you know as you get older your peripheral vision changes and uh, minivans are not the greatest at reaction. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a big yeah. vehicle, and I don't think it's necessary. So be, be cautious of that, but uh, I think that you're on the right track right now. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, do, who do we have next on the line, Ken? Uh, let's go to Andrew from Kelowna. Andrew, you're on the Greg Carrasco oh, Show. Wow. Hey, awesome. Greg, Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm well. How can I make your life better this morning? Well, we, I don't know. Well, let's, uh, I'm not too hot on VWs right now. But listen to this, okay. Greg. So I got a 2017 Golf Alltrack. Okay. And I bought extended warranty on it. And it has a sunroof leak. And that happened about a year, year and a half ago. It's been to the dealership five or six times. They weren't able to replicate anything. There was a recall on the sunroof for the drains. They fixed that. I paid some money for them to fix the sunroof, but it didn't fix it. And How then, many kilometers do you have in the car? Jeez, uh, uh, I'd say 90,000, 90 maybe. So are you, are you out of warranty? You're not out of warranty, right? Well, no, I got uh, extended warranty, which is up in June. Yeah, so, so, so hold on a second. So the question is, is that why did you have to pay for them to fix the sunroof if it's under warranty? That should be under warranty. Well, that's what I thought, too. But I'm trying to be a good sport about things. I was looking at it, talking to them back and forth, back and forth. They hired an independent specialist to come in and assess the vehicle and check out the leaks. And he came to my house. He saw the leaks and he said, nope, you can't fix this. It needs a new sunroof. That just occurred. So now the dealership's going to try and put it through on the extended warranty because the 80,000-kilometer warranty is gone. So okay. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just beside myself here. I... You know, I want to drive the car to the end, and uh, yeah, I don't know. You no, got any ideas? Like, well, look at it. Look at it this way, and uh, it's a perfect question for this. Um, 
you know, the dealer dealer is going to have to follow process in order for a warranty claim to be submitted in something as big as a sunroof. Uh, they have yeah. to follow process. They normally call tech line. They need to see what's going on before they replace it because we need to prove it to the manufacturer that there is something wrong with your sunroof. Um, I, I think that it's a little bit early now. Is the extended warranty a VW extended warranty or an aftermarket extended warranty? I bought it when I purchased the car from VW. Okay, but that doesn't mean anything because right now no. you can buy manufacturer warranties and you can buy third-party warranties at the new uh, at the point of the uh, of the purchase. Yeah. What is it? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a VW. Okay, so then then you have really nothing nothing to worry about. Uh, Ooh, the only my. thing that you that you need to exercise right now is a little bit of patience, because yes. um, there is no dealer that wants to deal with what you they're dealing with right now. An intermittent. Yeah. Uh, an intermittent water leak on your sunroof. That's a terrible thing to deal with. And it's also a pretty involved procedure because I need to remove the entire lining of the, you know, the roof of your car. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so it's, it's a pretty involved thing. So they have to make sure that they only if they must, they're going to do yeah. this for you. So yeah. this is what I need you to do for me. Number one is that Control your controllables. You know, there's nothing yes. to do about this. The leak is there. The manufacturer yep. is aware. You made the right decision. You got yourself an extended warranty. You made the right decision. You're servicing at the VW dealership. You made the right decision for taking it there and letting them see what they needed to see. So now, just take a deep breath, man. You know, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> take a deep breath yeah. and have a little bit of patience and give them the opportunity to fix it because they yeah. you know, they will get paid for fixing that no matter what so what i need you to do for me is that call me back in about a month and let yeah. me know how that turned out and then we can address yeah. it at the time fair enough yeah yeah that's awesome and just to let you know too i did more research on it and there is technical bulletins issued in the states for my vin number made in mexico but only in yeah. the u.s with deals with sunroof issues in the manufacturing process and there yeah, it happens it. you know it yeah, it happens, but yeah. I can tell you it this. Is. A lot of people say, oh, that car is built in Mexico. No, no, no. Listen, uh, you know, robots don't have a race. It's the same robots <laughs> that they have in Mexico that yeah, they have in I the know. U.S. But thank you so much for the phone call. I really appreciate it, and hopefully it helped. Who do we have next on the line, Ken? Thanks, Greg. Uh, Cheers. No let's problem. go to Frank from Toronto. Frank, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Good morning, uh, How can everyone? I make your life better, Frank? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we're doing a pretty good job. You know, people are pretty, super engaged this morning, and that makes me happy. So how can I help you? Well, it's fantastic. I just want to say, yeah, I've been listening to your show for a super long time, and, and there's no better ambassador than, uh, you know, creating those memorable experiences than uh, you and your team there, Greg. So uh, you guys are phenomenal individuals, if I may say. Thank you. Dude, that, that means a lot, man. That means a lot. I You know, it's it's so interesting because I'm a... Ever since I started to see my therapist, something happened to me. And, you know, it seems like my carcass was removed. It's like the shell was removed. So now I feel like I am penetrable. And when people send me an email saying, oh, what's going on with your show? You know, it's all about you today. Or you're not talking enough about cars. It's like, it hurts my feelings. So when, <laughs> when people call me and, uh, and say things like you just said, Frank, it, it literally just makes my day. Thank you. And I, I hope that uh, out of all the things that I talk about here on the show every single day, um, you know, you, you pick up something that is going to help you make better decisions on whatever aspect of whatever thing that we're talking about in any given show. But, you know, thank you so much, man. Do you have any other questions for me? Yeah, absolutely. Just a, a quick question, more curiosity than anything else, uh, Greg. 
I was reading um, uh, an article, I think it came out yesterday or the other day, and maybe give me some insight on this. And was, again, uh, the base of my question is, is based more on curiosity than anything else. Uh, there was a, a dealership that uh, apparently uh, an individual had their car in for service, and uh, then it turned out that uh, apparently the dealership, again, apparently, allegedly, however you want to coin it, uh, took the car for you know a two hundred kilometer ride and uh, uh, outside. Yep. Did you hear anything about that? Just I'm just curious about of that. Of course, the, uh, of course. Yeah. So you know, at, at, at the beginning of the show, um, we alluded to the fact that we were going to talk about it, but we did not expect the response that we get in today on the phones because uh, we've had so many phone calls today, and I love that. And if you do have an opinion or you have something to say, call us four one six eight seven zero ten fifty is the number four one six. <laughs> Eight seven zero ten fifty. Call there us. There you go, Greg. Right here, and, <laughs> you know I did it. Uh, so what I'm going to do is this: I'm going to take a very, very short break right now. And uh, Frank, I am going to address that point head on. And uh, if you haven't heard about this, uh, there was a customer that took a, a Nissan Altima to a Nissan dealership, and uh, the tech took the vehicle home. And um, it was caught driving at some high speed on the highway, and uh, it was just a mess. And uh, I think that we need to elaborate a little bit on this because uh, there is always, you know, three sides to every story. And I, I just want to give you my two cents on this. Now, folks, the uh, you are listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here with my friend Ken Stippen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. We are filled with, like, insensitive, raw advice for you. So if you have a car question and you want um, a therapist... I am here for you, and the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no-commission salespeople. Let's take a small break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to your automotive therapist, the one that tells you what you need to hear. <laughs> Ken was laughing earlier when I said that uh, I am the car therapist that not the one that you need, is the one that you deserve. So if you want raw, honest advice on whatever you're planning to make us a decision in the automotive industry, this is the show for you. 416-870-1050 is the phone number to call. And, uh, you know, I want to take a few minutes to address something that is important to me because uh, often uh, we we don't hear the other side and uh, our our media is so convinced that drama and... Uh, in conflict, it drives ratings that we are very easy to just latch on to, uh, to a story that may or may not be what you think it is. So early on this week, there was a, uh, a dealership that um, uh, it, there was a customer that took a car to a dealership for a backup camera situation, and uh, it was an intermittent problem, so they couldn't figure it out, and uh, uh, he left the vehicle at the dealership, and this is all what I understand that took place. Um, they gave him a loaner to drive, but uh, this gentleman just signed up with a new insurance company. So the insurance company put a tracker on his car that uh, you know tells him what the car is, you know what the speed that they're driving and whatnot. So at some point, uh, and I, again I'm paraphrasing, so please don't quote me on this. For this is what I understand: um, the uh, the tracker went off. He was uh, the the owner of the vehicle was at his house, and the tracker for the vehicle went off. And uh, when he went to look at what was, what was happening, he saw the vehicle driving across the 401. Uh, you know, some a little bit, you know, I would say higher than normal speeds. And uh, he thought the vehicle had been stolen because he left it at the dealership. Now the car was not at the dealership anymore. Uh, so he called the police. Uh, the police started to um, 
uh, tracked this vehicle and uh, investigated. They followed it and uh, they found the vehicle at the technician's house, which was about 90 or so kilometers away from the store. And um, that was not uh, the the end of the story because um, um, he never authorized it in paper. Now, he never signed any documents. And that created a big problem. So I don't know exactly what took place uh, at the dealership. I don't know what the responses were. I, I certainly wasn't there when the exchanges uh, happened. But, you know, I, I wanted to address the story from from a different standpoint. Um, you see, back in the day, Ken, when people used to write reviews or there used to be a complaint or an error that was committed at a dealership and there was a conversation, um, situations like this would be used as an educating uh, position. You know, you tell me we did something wrong, we fix it, we try to make it better. Um, today, today we look at punishing. We want to hurt somebody that did us wrong. We want to hurt the organization that for some reason, uh, you know, committed the audacity of doing something that was not normal. So what, what I wanted to tell you about this story, folks, is this. Look, did the mechanic make a mistake? Um, you know, from outside, I would say, yeah, clearly. Uh, did his boss know whether he took the vehicle home? We don't know. Uh, should he have been driving the vehicle at that speed? Probably not. <laughs> uh, should he have taken the vehicle uh, 180 kilometers away from the dealership to look up and duplicate a problem that only happens when you drive it backwards? Um, probably not. But that, does that make the entire dealership responsible and guilty? And we have the, we feel that we are entitled to vilify an entire organization because somebody made a terrible, terrible mistake. You know, what does the salesperson in the front that has been working there for 15, 20 years looking after his customers, you know, perfectly have to do with the fact that a mistake was committed? I, I heard that, uh, the, the public has been, you know, awful to my friend at Milton Nissan. And I can tell you folks, they're not, I'm not even a friend of the, uh, of the dealer principal. I'm not, I'm not. I know him. And uh, we, for the most part, we compete. We're in different markets, but you know, he sells the same product than I do. And he, in, inevitably we become competitors. But I can tell you this. He's a good man and he runs a really tight operation. Milton Nissan is one of the better Nissan dealerships that we have in Southern Ontario. And because somebody made a mistake, it doesn't make the entire organization guilty of not looking after their customers. They have been there for a very, very, very long time. And I can tell you this, folks. They run a good operation. Did somebody make a terrible mistake? Yes. Yes. Clearly. Because I don't have all the details of whatever happened at this place. I cannot tell you without a shadow of a doubt that what took place was bad. At a glance, you know, of course it looks terrible. But the truth is this. At some point, you need to allow the dealership to address the, the issues that happen internally. And by you doing that, you are giving the dealership the opportunity to address their own internal problems. Look, one of the most difficult things that most companies have is to find good people. It's very, very difficult. And dealer principals and general managers and sales managers and service managers and parts managers, they cannot keep an eye on everyone 
100% of the time. So at some point, we trust someone that was not trustworthy. And it happens. But I don't think that under any circumstance we should taint the entire reputation of a stellar, of a stellar dealership. Milton Nissan is a good store and it's filled with good people. So I think that as a society we need to stop trying to punish everyone. We are always looking at just hanging everybody out to dry. We are trying to cancel them. We're trying to punish them. No, no. You know, only today the words, we are sorry, doesn't mean anything because your feelings now have a price. But you don't know what the price is, so how would I know? Oakville Nissan is a good store. Tim Hoger, the, the partner and, and, and the operating partner of that store, is a good man. And he runs a very, very tight operation. At one point, we belonged to the same organization, so I know him. And I found him really annoying. Because he was always so by the book, and I'm not. So, you know, <laughs> he, he was like everything that I wasn't. And that was the reason why I, you know, we, we conflicted in our ideas. But the reality is this, that the same person that hired him, hired me. And on those bases alone, I think that we should give Milton Nissan the benefit of the doubt. Because if there is one thing that Tim Hogarth is not, is someone that doesn't care. He cares so much about every single detail of his operation, but we cannot be there at all times, 100% of the time. Clearly somebody made a mistake. But you have to be kind to the rest of the people that work at that location that didn't do anything wrong. Folks, if you are listening to this show and you happen to live in Milton and you do business with Milton Nissan, Give them your support, because what happens is absolutely not a representation of what that store is. And I know because I work for the same company. We have a phone call on, on related to this, uh, Ken. Let's, who do we have on the line? Uh, let's go to Justin from H Hamilton. No, we... Yeah, uh, it looks like Justin might have dropped. Uh, Greg, I just want to jump in and get my else? thoughts. I just want to jump in and get my thoughts. No, not at the moment. So we'll go to... Uh, we'll reset for the top of the hour shortly here. This reminds me of that scene from Ferris Bueller where they drop off the Ferrari at the car park and then the guys steal it and take it out for a joyride. Like, obviously, this is one person in an organization who made a bad decision. Um, obviously, they didn't realize that they were going to get caught. That doesn't justify it, but, you know, the guy had the tracker in his car, obviously was able to follow the speeds that was traveling. Obviously, you know, it shouldn't have necessarily been taken away from the dealership without that being made clear that that was something that was going to be done. But I agree with you, Greg. It, it was a mistake that one individual made. I'm sure the individual is reprimanded in-house for their actions if they're with the organization no, I mean anymore. And you just have to look at it and say somebody made a mistake and it's not indicative of the organization as a whole. Look, I don't think that the customer was, you know, wrong by looking at the vehicle and saying, what the hell? What's happening here? Of course. But you see, of course you got to remember this. Yeah, but you, you got to remember this. If I'm going to take a car for a joyride, dude, I'm not taking an Altima, man. Oh, with all the respect, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not driving an Altima. So there must have been a yeah, reason the why this happened. 
<laughs> yeah, so what I'm saying to you is that dealers do this all the time. It's written on our work orders. Sometimes in order for us to duplicate the problem, we need to take the vehicle home because it only happens intermittently. And if we can't duplicate it for you, you get really mad. You know, let's take a small break, and I want to touch very early on on the other side of the break, and then we have my f uh, friend Faisal come in and talk to us ab about a couple of things in relation to real estate. But don't forget, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no-commission salespeople. We'll be right back. We're back. Sorry, folks. You know, we, uh, you know this is, uh, we're talking about a sensitive, uh, sensitive subject here, and uh, we had a phone call uh, with, uh, with a customer of Milton Nissan. Do we still have him on the line? Yeah, what's his name? It's uh, it's Jim from Milton. Jim, thanks for calling the hey, Greg Carrasco Show. We'd love to hear uh, what you have to say. Actually, it's uh, I've been in Georgetown, but I go to Milton for the Nissan dealership. Okay. And uh, I've been dealing with him for 12 years, and this dealership is a fantastic dealership. And just one example, we, we've got three leases from them, and uh, my wife had a, uh, uh, a Versa note, and there was a noise, and uh, we brought it in, and they couldn't find it. We brought it back the second time, and they, they checked it. They replaced something. And the, the uh, service manager told me, he said, look, we're going to solve this problem, no matter what it takes. And they replaced a couple of parts, and they did solve the problem. I can't even remember what, what was causing it. But uh, this dealership deserves uh, nothing but positive reviews, and they're a great dealership. They, they treat you well. Um, there's no problems there. There might have been one incident here they're talking about, it, but it was what you're saying. We don't judge the whole dealership by on one incident. This, this is a good dealership. You know, thank you so much for the phone call, Jim. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people think that I have a vested interest on this. I don't. I, I don't work with him. You know, he is, for the most part, a competitor. But, you see, I understand what goes on in a car dealership every single day. And uh, when you when you deal with thousands and thousands of customers on a yearly basis, and uh, you are bound at some point to make a mistake. So a mistake was made. But uh, like you said, Jim, I mean, you know, Tim Hogarth runs a pretty tight operation. I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I do. In fact, he makes me feel insecure about my own abilities because he is so... Uh, you know, he's so detail-oriented, and I'm not. I mean, I'm a big picture guy, and that's one of the reasons why I said earlier that he annoys me, because he's so good at what he does. But the reality is this, that, uh, you know, did the guy make a mistake? Oh, yeah, man, a terrible mistake. Did the service manager handle it the, the way that he should have handled it? I, I don't know. I wasn't there. But uh, I think that, you know, Jim, our society today is so quick to tear people down. You know, to tear each other down to the point that we don't give anybody the benefit of the doubt. You know, today you are you are guilty until proven innocent. So then you spend all your time trying to prove your innocence instead of doing the complete opposite. We don't even get to face our accusers anymore. And uh, I don't think that we have been, uh, that Milton Neeson was handled fairly by, by the media and by the, the public and, you know, at large, uh, I know that they have many customers like yourself that are super, super happy with the store. And I encourage all those customers that do business with Milton Nissan to tell the good experiences on their reviews because there is a lot more good than they will ever be bad coming out of that store. Jim, thank you so much for the phone call, man. I really appreciate it. You see, I was bound to get riled up at some point during the day, Ken. <laughs> hey, listen, it's a, it's a touchy subject. Uh, we obviously have seen the publicity, and there's been a lot of negative press 
surrounding that dealership in particular based off the actions of one employee. And it's nice to hear from a caller who is, you know, giving credit to the dealership for the years of service that they've done. Because, like you said, one person does well, not you know, represent the entire organization, and um, it will have been dealt with internally, and um, we le- all learn from our mistakes. Well, in, in look at it this, from this perspective. I, uh, you know, I'm the head of two stores, uh, Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. I have about 100 people working for me. And uh, can I guarantee that 100% of the time, with 100% of my people, uh, everything is being done the way that I would like it to? No, I can't. I can't, but we do enough good on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, and I have committed people at the store that have the same vision that I do. But from time to time, mistakes will happen to everybody. And I think that when somebody makes a mistake this way, your approach is going to have a huge impact. And I don't think that people understand that when they lash out the way that some people do sometimes, they are hurting other people that have nothing to do with this. And unless you don't care, then you have a different problem. But uh, there is not a single person at the dealership that is intentionally trying to do bad things. You know, clearly somebody made a mistake here, but I know, knowing Tim, Knowing how much of a hard ass he is, I, I know that he's going to do the right thing. So, you know, Tim, Tim Hogarth, a big shout out for you, man, a big hug and support from the Carrasco show here. And uh, I hope that everything just goes away soon enough. And I know that, you know, if we stop talking about it, maybe it's going to go away sooner. I just needed to make peace with this uh, because I, you know, like I said to my son this week, I'd rather be at peace, you know, with me and at war with the world than at peace with the world and at war with myself. And I couldn't let one of the guys that do what I do to be crucified in the media right now for something that he really probably didn't know anything about. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, what we're going to do is that we're going to take a, a very, very small break. And uh, my buddy Faisal is coming in here because, uh, you know, the, this crazy uh, real estate market is going is going nuts in the city still. And uh, I wanted to pick uh, Faisal's brain for, uh, for a few minutes on the other side. So if you have a question about anything, folks, you know, we're still talking about all these important subjects. And I will finish off my list of things that you need to know in the service department after Faisal comes on air. Um, 416-870-1050 is the number. We, um, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We'll be right back after the break. You know, we, we inject some breaks of levity. We inject some breaks of uh, additional information that I feel, uh, in, in my best judgment, that will help some of you make better decisions in, in life. You know, I, I, you know, I'm turning 50 this year, and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm trying my best. I am trying my best to be a better person to learn more, to make better decisions. And like the book says, I am dancing as fast as I can. So whenever I bring people that I do business with and that I trust, uh, I like to share all this stuff with you because they have made an impact in my life. And, and this person certainly has. My buddy Faisal is on the line. Faisal, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show, man. How's it going? Good, Greg. How you doing? Uh, oh man, you know, it was a, it was an interesting week, you know, finishing month 10, you know how it is. And, uh, we had an incredible April, man. I, I was surprised, uh, because it was in the middle of the lockdown and uh, we still just smashing records at, uh, Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity and Oakville Infinity finished number one in Ontario for, for the month of April, which is crazy. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you guys are going to bang up job there out there. Kudos to Jason, the sales manager at the Infinity Store. 
great guy. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. And, uh, you know, folks, uh, if you don't know this, uh, my buddy Faisal is my real estate agent. Uh, I have used his services personally, and also I have known Faisal for the better part of the last 15 years. So he is someone that I would trust my dog with. <laughs> so if that means anything to anyone, uh, you know, my dog is... Uh, Ah, my heart. So I would trust him with my dog, and therefore I trusted him with my real estate ventures, and uh, he has not let me down. Uh, you can reach him if, you, if you're looking at buying or selling a house. You can reach him at uh, 416-399-4227. Again, 416-399-4227. Or you can send him an email at info at micasaagent.com. And this is the promise. Uh, he is just like me. He will never tell you what you want to hear. He will tell you what you need to hear. And this is one of the reasons why him and I get along. Because when it comes to cars, I'm ruthless. And when it comes to real estate advice, so is he. <laughs> so he's very insensitive. <laughs> uh, am I wrong with this, Faisal? Have you changed uh, your ways or you're still as insensitive as, as I know I'm, you? I'm unfiltered. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, I um, this, this real estate market here in the GTA is absolutely crazy. What is happening, man? It's just, it's still really red hot. There's still uh, way more buyers than sellers. And uh, now yes, I'm seeing that sellers are getting a little greedy. They're listing their properties really, really high. And uh, it's harder. It's tougher for, for buyers, especially for new time, um, first time buyers, right? So if, you, if you're a first-time buyer, uh, are there any helps from the government? Because our government loves to just meddle into people's you know, <laughs> private affairs. But are there any programs that the government is pushing forward uh, that could potentially help one of those um, first-time buyers right now? Well, yeah, there's a couple of different programs. Uh, the first thing is, uh, you know, when you buy a property, you have to pay a land transfer tax, right? And depending on the price of the property, that can be quite substantial. So first-time buyers get a land transfer tax rebate uh, up to $4,000. And that's a big help because that's, you know, closing costs. That's money out of your pocket. You can't put that as part of your mortgage. So you have to have, when you're planning to buy a house, you have to plan about the, the land transfer tax at the same time. So that's a big, big incentive. Mm-hmm. Is it... Um, is it realistic in this market in the current average price in the GTA? Not really. It should it should maybe be up. Uh, don't forget, also in Toronto, we have two land transfer taxes, right? So it gets really, you really do? pricey. Oh, yeah. Toronto is uh, unique. Well, it's the same as the one that, that, that everybody else faces, but it's the exact same amount. So if you're buying a property, let's say, in Oakville, the land transfer tax is 15000 The same property in yeah. Toronto would be 30000 Damn! <laughs> Somebody is cashing in with other people's <laughs> monies, but well, uh, you know what? What? What other programs are, are there out there for people that are looking at buying the house for the first time? Because I think there's a lot of people that listen to TSN that are in the process. They're moving out of the house. They, you know, they have a girlfriend, whatever. They they want to move in and uh, just do things, do grown-up things. Uh, you know, what what other tools are there that we can uh, that that we can help people with? Well, there's also the uh, RSP home buyer plan, and then uh, there's a federal plan that was brought in a couple of years ago called the First Time Home Buyer Incentive Program. Um, both of them you need to plan ahead and you need to think about. The RSP home buyer plan is nice; it's good because it allows you to take money out of your RSP 
and use it for your down payment. You have to repay it over 15 years, but it at least helps you get your, your scratch, your, your down payment down, and it helps. So, you know, again, but in order for you to actually take money from your RSPs to buy your first home, you need to have money in the RSPs in the first place. And I don't <laughs> think that many people are saving these days. Uh, would you agree with that statement, Ken, there? Uh, I think I that's... You, uh, oh, listen, I think that for the younger generation, uh, certainly we've discussed in the past when we have Money Mike on that there are a lot of expenses associated with being a young person, whether it's student loans, whether it's uh, debt accrued in other ways that haven't necessarily pertained in the same way to past generations. Now, having said that, I think that there is a uh, movement from young people to take the initiative in their lives to make sure that they are indeed prepared to be ret be prepared for retirement and they do have some savings and by taking advantage of these government programs where you can use your RSPs or you know you can use money that you saved up in your TFSAs or whoever to get a down payment on the house is certainly an advantageous place to start from especially when you're looking at, into the market as a first time buyer yeah, yeah, folks, if you true. if you just tune in, end, you you're listening to the Greg Carrasco show here, and my uh, my my good friend Faisal uh, is on the line. He is my personal real estate agent, and uh, I've intentionally tried to stay away from big names in the city because, you know, sometimes a brand uh, you know st stands for certain things. But I I would much rather deal with people that I have done business with in the past that I personally have been able to trust. Just like with Money Mike, uh, Faisal is the person that manages, you know, my real estate ventures, and. Um, his, uh, you can reach him at 416-399-4227 or you can send him an email at info at mikasaagent.com. I repeat, 416-399-4227 or you can send him an email at info at mikasaagent.com. You know, I, um, you know, going back to what we were saying there, you know, from time to time I've heard Faisal that, uh, banks and mortgage companies will also give you cash rebates when, uh, when you're closing a property. How does that work? Well, they're offering incentives, right? They want your business. So they'll, they'll advertise, uh, if you get your mortgage to us, we'll give you a, a cash rebate on closing up to whatever. You know, it could be 3000 could be 5000 It's not a bad little incentive because it helps with your closing costs. But, you know, there is always um, the other side of that, right? If you, uh, if you were to break your mortgage early, you could end up having to repay a portion of it. If you didn't think the incentive, you might end up uh, with a slightly lower, better rate, uh, you know, lower uh, lower payment. It's you know, they're basically taking money from one pocket and putting the other pocket, right? You're you're paying for your incentive. Now, how here you you write that uh, using the, the bank of mom and dad? Can you stop with that nonsense? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Stop it, man. Stop it. You know, what is it with us? Uh, you know, keep stopping people from growing and being self-sufficient. You know, I, I made a decision a little while ago that I'm never going to get into an argument with someone that doesn't have an equal level of responsibilities than I do. So I, I don't argue with anyone that doesn't have a mortgage. But, uh, you know, when it comes to asking mom and dad for money, is it something that happens quite often, uh, uh, Faisal? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, I'm for a lot of people, um, like Ken was saying, you know, they, they've gone finished school, they've started working, they've accumulated debt or whatever, or maybe they don't have any debt, but they just haven't had the, the ability to save any money, and they, and they want to buy a house. And uh, so, yeah, mom and dad step in and help out. I, 
my first house, my in-laws uh, helped us. They gave us some cash. It was a great, a great help for us. And my parents did the same thing, right? It was a way for us to get into the market way back, way back then. Obviously, uh, well, the, the amounts you need now are much bigger, right? But it helped. It's all, you know, it's all proportional. Help. I think that you know, back then when I got into the housing market, they were still big. We were just making less money at the time. But you know, I think that it's all proportional. Now, have you found that uh, you know people are venturing more and more into alternate ways of uh, buying properties these days, like you know, getting a bunch of people together and they all just you know pull in the money and they find a way to. Uh, coexist like can try for a while and he ended up getting the police involved uh do you think that's a good <laughs> do you think that's a good idea Faisal, uh for people that are trying to get into the housing market well obviously it's it's one way to get in and, and if you're combining a couple different people's incomes it makes it easier to buy and obviously then there's also less money each person has to put into it to, to start off but there are obviously um some traps in there, right? You're now you're you're committed financially with somebody. It's almost like getting married, right? Um, and yeah, mm. there are some traps. There's some some dangers there. You got to you got to set out the parameters up front. You know, uh, living arrangements, uh, rules about living together. You got to also put into place uh, a you know a legal document saying how we how we're going to get out of this legally. Uh, if it doesn't you know, work, yeah. So if you're gonna do if you're gonna do this if you're gonna buy a property with somebody and share the house, best to get a lawyer involved, draft an agreement saying this is how we're gonna get out, right? Because if you don't have that up front, it makes it very messy and very difficult to get out down the road when you when you decide you want your own place and you don't want to share with somebody else's email. Folks, I couldn't emphasize to you this enough. I I can tell you from personal experience. <laughs> You see, the smart people don't learn through their own experiences. They learn from somebody else's. So learn from my mistakes, people. Uh, do not ever get into a financial or living arrangement with someone, anyone, you know, male, female, you know, partner, not partner, friends, not friends. It doesn't matter. Never get into that sort of situation without lawyers being involved. And you're going to say, but that's that's so confrontational, Greg. It Actually, believe me, it is a lot easier to have a, a legal confrontation with a friend <laughs> than it is to have one with an enemy, because by the time the relationship uh, breaks down, the chances are that you're not going to be as kind to each other. So, you know, and, and this is something really important. If you are planning to buy a house with somebody and you need some advice, uh, before you go out and, and into the marketplace, you need to equip yourself with people that know what they're talking about, and that's the reason why Faisal is here. Uh, do, am I wrong with this, uh, with what I'm saying, Faisal, here, that people should get some legal advice before they get into buying houses with uh, with people that could potentially go sideways? Oh, absolutely. It's like anything in life. You, you, you know, we, we hope that everything works out nicely. We hope that the, the, the relationship will always stay amicable and will have mutual respect. But unfortunately, when money gets involved, things always take a turn, right? Most of the time, unfortunately. So yeah, you you plan it, you you, you hope for the best, but plan for the worst. How uh, how is your practice? Are you are you pretty busy these days with uh, with all the activity that's happening in the marketplace, Faisal? Yeah, it's been uh, this this year has been crazy. I mean, even this week, I was out uh, most of the week uh, doing showings, showing multiple houses. Every night, uh, searching, searching for 
places that make sense for my clients. Because uh, one thing I don't like to do is I, don't, I will never, I don't sell. I mean, let's get back to just for a second here. I don't sell anything. And so I know, I know my title is real estate agent, right? But I don't sell. I provide a service. And my service to my clients is to help them find the right thing for them, right? So I don't, I don't care which house, they, which house they buy as long as it makes sense to them. And I will tell customers or clients sometimes, this is not the right place for you, right? Because it, does, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I want them to stay my friends down the road, right? So, yeah. So yeah, it's a busy time, but it's really, it's really important that uh, whoever you're working with, understands your needs, understands what you're looking to do at the end of the day and helps you find the right place for you. You know, it's, it's so important and uh, I, I think it's a very little talked about, but uh, okay, let me rephrase that. It's, it's often talked about, but very uh, seldom understood. When, when somebody tells you that they're not trying to sell you anything, uh, because they want to make sure that you make your own decisions. We, uh, you know, it's the same thing that I do at the dealership. It's the same thing that Money Mike does with investments, and it's the same thing that you do uh, with real estate. And I can speak uh, through personal experience that, you know, after looking at a bunch of different places, you know, you have told me, no, that's not good. No, that's not good. No, that's definitely not good. That one, it's got some potential, and so on and so on. And uh, I, I think that removing the aspect of pressure is something that will make you feel so at ease. And that's one of the reasons why I like Faisal coming on the show. Um, you know, if you want to reach Faisal, who is my personal real estate agent, and I know that some of my listeners have already started reaching out to you, which makes me so happy because uh, I only I know how protected that you will be when you deal with Faisal and your real estate. Um, you can reach him at 416-399-4227 or you can send him an email at info at mikasaagent.com. I'm going to repeat that information. His name is Faisal and uh, his phone number is 416-399-4227 or you can send him an email at info at mikasaagent.com. That is M-I-C-A-S-A-A-G-E-N-T.com. MikasaAgent.com. You know, I, I'm going to give you some homework, um, Faisal, and I don't want to get into details right now on air. But uh, for, for the next show, I, I want you to talk to the listeners about how careful they need to be when they hire a renovation company to come and look after your property uh, in an attempt to increase its value. And uh, some of the things that you need to do in order for you to make sure that you're not being taken for a ride by contractors, because, uh, you know, I keep hearing nightmares and nightmares. And I, uh, you know, I am borderline having one of those ones, but I'm still I still have faith and trust that that will not be the case. Uh, but I, I think that there are so many things that if I had to do it again, I would I would have done differently. That uh, I, I think that I want you to bring your expertise on vetting uh, uh, contractors and also the things that would actually add value to your property as opposed to just regular renovations for your own self-interest. Uh, would you would you be kind enough and to you know investigate a little bit more into that for the next show, uh, Faisal? Oh yeah, for sure. That's a big, big, uh, big thing for a lot of people, right? Because when you uh, buy a house and you want to renovate it, or if you're living in your current house and you want to renovate it, it can be one of the worst nightmares people face. Uh, yeah, and uh, I know people that have done it, and uh, I, I I feel for them. So, anyways, Faisal, thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show, man. As usual, your information is amazing. And, uh, folks, if you want to reach him, I'm going to say this again. It's Faisal at 416-399-4227, or you can send him an email at info at mikasaagent.com. Faisal, thank you so much, and I hope you have an amazing weekend, man. Same. Same to you, Greg. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. 
No problem. Folks, you are listening to The Greg Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show here with my friend Ken Staben. Uh, we are on the other side of the break. We are going to finish with the last few points of things that you need to know when you service your vehicle at a car dealership uh, or with a repair shop. And there are many things that you still don't know. And don't forget that the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And if you happen to be driving a Honda right now and you want to upgrade to a Nissan, when you do that, we will give you a seven-year prepaid maintenance at Oakville Nissan. And if you don't buy a vehicle from us, I'm still going to give you an offer on your car so you know what the trade-in value of it is. And if you drive in a German luxury automobile, a Mercedes, a BMW, or an Audi, and you trade it in or upgrade to an Infiniti, we will give you four years of prepaid maintenance. And if you, if you don't buy a vehicle from us, we'll do the same. We'll appraise your car so you never have the fear that you're getting too little for your trade. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Slacker Nation congregates here every Saturday morning, and we duke it out. We talk about all sorts of different things. Yes, this is a car show, but we leave it open. 416-870-1050 is the number, and if you, if you have a say on anything that we've talked about today, anything, call us. 416-870-1050 is the number. And uh, the only thing that I, I hope when you listen to the show is that... Uh, you know, you are open to a different perspective because that's what we try to bring here to the marketplace. And uh, um, we leave it open. This is this is your hour. The show is for you. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And for the month of May, you need to book an appointment because we're still not open. We are considered an essential service. So you can book an appointment and come down. So if you trade in your Honda, if you drive in a Honda and you want to upgrade, <laughs> you know, I'm... I'm joking when I say that, folks. Hondas are phenomenal products, and that's the reason why we are collecting used Hondas for our used car department. So if you're driving a Honda and you trade it in at Oakville Nissan, we will give you seven years of prepaid maintenance. No questions asked. You trade in your Honda, whatever Honda, it will give you seven years prepaid maintenance. And if you don't buy a vehicle from us, we'll appraise your vehicle so at least you know what your vehicle is worth. And from that perspective, it's a win-win for you. And uh, at our Infinity location... That happens to be the number one Infinity location in Ontario for the month of April. And you trade in a Mercedes, a BMW, or an Audi, and you upgrade to an Infinity. We will include a four-year prepaid maintenance. Nobody else is doing this. This is an exclusive offer for Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And you need to make it down. Maybe you need to upgrade your cars. You know, consider us. Um, you know, this morning we were um, we were talking about things that you need to know before you visit a service department. And uh, the show got so busy and we had so many phone calls, 416-870-1050, if you want to chime in, um, that uh, we haven't been able to complete it. So I'm going to do my best to cycle through the last six. I did say the, the sixth one before, but is uh, you know here is where we get into the meat of what you need to know when you visit a service department. So number six, when you drive in a vehicle, when you buy a car, you must follow your maintenance schedule, but follow only what the manufacturer recommends. Don't be sold stuff, like getting your lines flushed or your fluid flushed. It's not a thing. Most car manufacturers today do not recommend additives on your fluids, so don't do it. That's when you know that you're being sold something that you don't need. Number five, Thinking that getting your car repaired anywhere else other than the brand that sells the dealership, uh, that sells that car, with parts that are 
quote, warranty approved, end of quote, is also not a thing. Only original parts from the manufacturer are truly warranty approved by the manufacturer. And what happens is that, you know, if you, if you are putting warranty approved parts, you could potentially doing some serious damage to the warrant, warrantability of your vehicle. So number four, listen to this. After using, using aftermarket maintenance parts could potentially jeopardize a warrantable claim. Also, it could affect parts that would have been otherwise covered by your warranty. So for example, if you put aftermarket brake pads and you happen to ruin your calibers or something to do with your brake system, you may be voiding your warranty simply because you did not use OEM parts. So don't be penny wise and pound foolish. A lot of people are trying to sell you things that are cheaper and you always fall for the same problem. You think that a aftermarket part or a no brand part is going to save you money, but what it does, it ends up costing you more because of the potential ramifications that this could have with your car. Does that make sense, Ken? It certainly does. And, you know, I know people personally who uh, use this practice where they will, rather than going to a dealership, they go to their local mechanic, they find out what's wrong with the car. Uh, obviously, the mechanic doesn't have the parts on hand. So then the practice would be to go online, find the best deal for a parts, get shipped to you, and then you have the mechanic put it in. Now, although this can like save you a couple bucks perhaps here or there. Um, but obviously if you do it the correct way to begin with and you go to the dealership, you get the extended warranty and you make sure that you have a good relationship with them, then ultimately like that's gonna take care of itself. You can end up causing a lot more problems to your vehicle by going with a cheaper aftermarket part. There's a reason that there's a certain parts that the dealer recommends. There's a reason that the manufacturer recommends certain parts. So. Use the parts that the manufacturer is recommending and you'll avoid further problems to your car down the road. You know, number three is something that is, is super, super important. And uh, again, this is the part of the show when I st stop making friends. <laughs> it's already started. One of the number one complaints that I hear about car dealerships is, that, oh, you guys overcharge, you oversell me, and so on, and so on, and so on. That's why I don't go to my local dealer, and I go to the local mechanic. I hear it all the time. So listen to this. When you go to your repair shop, okay, whether it's your car dealership that sold you the vehicle or your preferred mechanic, because there's a place for everybody in this world. When you go to your repair shop, nobody, and I mean nobody, <laughs> should be sold anything at a service department, dealer or otherwise. The job of the dealer and the advisor and the repair shop that you happen to visit on a regular basis because you feel that they're looking after your interests better than the dealership that sold you the vehicle and that knows it best. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a car guy. Nobody, nobody should be selling anything to you. The job of the dealer and the advisor is only to recommend 
what is due by the time or the mileage according to the manufacturer of the vehicle's recommendation. I'm going to repeat this because Ron called early on the show and he drives a Volvo. Remember this? Yeah. Man, my memory usually fails me. I have terrible memory, but I remember this because it's important. This guy <laughs> made a big impact on me. Uh, <laughs> He, you know, he's feisty, man. He was feisty when I dealt with him, but uh, I'm glad that he's happy. You know, when you go to your local dealership, the only job that they have is to advise what is needed and recommended based on the maintenance schedule suggested by the manufacturer based on the time or the mileage that the vehicle has. Because look at this. You know, you need to understand that declining those services doesn't make them go away they accumulate so for example if you come into the dealership and your vehicle is two years old and you have a 24,000 kilometers on it and you need to do a, a brake service and you decline it because eh, you want to save the money okay thinking that you are actually saving the money the only thing you're doing is that you are accumulating the service bill that is gonna have to happen at some point and the best example that I can give to you in relation to this is like, let's say that you get a cavity and the, the doctor says to you, do you want to fix it today? And you say, ah, no, I'll save the money. Eventually, that cavity is going to turn into a root canal. It's going to be more painful. It's going to be longer to, for you to recover and it's going to be significantly more expensive. So declining services is not a good practice, folks. The only thing that you are doing is just adding more money to the next bill and the next bill and the next bill and the next bill. And then it ceases to be a maintenance item. It becomes a repair. So maintaining your vehicle, going to the dentist every three or four or five months is going to alleviate the repairs that you need to do to your teeth in the long run. The principle is the exact same that happens at a car dealership. And just because you're not using the car, it doesn't mean that the car is not actively deteriorating. You know, there is the only thing that is worse for a vehicle than overdriving it is underdriving it. If you have a vehicle that is sitting on your driveway and it only has 1,500 kilometers, then you should absolutely make it down to the dealership and make sure that there is everything functioning because your, your hose will become brittle, your fluids will become thick, and then the vehicle is not going to be functioning at the level that it should be based on natural driving of a car. You know, you're going to develop flat spawn on your tires. You're going to have all sorts of different problems because of inactivity. The same thing happens to the human body. If you don't do exercise all the time, and then all of a sudden you go to the gym and you wreck yourself, guess what's going to happen to you? The best thing that is going to happen is you're going to be sore for days. The Check worst yourself thing before you, you that's going to happen to you is you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt badly. And the same thing applies to a car. Number two, if you are in doubt that what the repair shop is recommending to you and you think that somebody is trying to sell you some snake oil, because there's a lot of people that are pretty uh, trepidatious about doing business with car dealerships and repair shops, okay? So if you are ever in doubt that your mechanic or your repair shop is being honest with you, if you feel that somebody may be trying to put a fast one by you, 
Okay. Ask for pictures, videos, or any form of media to be sent to you to validate their recommendations. Do not approve the work until this happens, folks. If somebody tells you that you need brake parts, uh, that you need brakes, okay, send me a picture and keep the parts. You know, the Consumer Protection Act states that the repair facility must provide the old part which was replaced upon the pickup of your vehicle. You as a consumer, you have that right. So there are so many avenues that you can apply to your interactions with a car dealership that for you to make a mistake today, you're not making a mistake, you're making a decision to screw something up. You know, and, and please pardon the plain English because sometimes we need to explain ourselves this way. If, if you are taken for a ride at a car dealership, no pun intended, <laughs> it's a decision that you have made. And it's because you're not paying attention and you must be aware of your surroundings. Inspect what you expect. If the dealership tells you that they need to repair a part X and you don't believe it, you ask. You ask for photos, you ask for videos, you ask for any media that they have to be sent to you so they can validate whatever recommendations they're making to you. And remember, the Consumer Protection Act states that the repair facility must provide the old part which was replaced upon the pickup of your vehicle, you have the right to ask. Now, don't expect the dealer to keep it for very long because, you know, you can accumulate broken parts. So you need to do it at the time of the pickup of the vehicle. Um, it's important that you remember that, folks. It's, this is all for your protection. Now, before I go to the number one thing that you should do, Bef or that you should know while visiting a car dealership um, mechanic or repair shop is that this list, w the, the list wouldn't have been possible without having a lengthy conversation and using the expertise of Tom Kalsbeek. Tom Kalsbeek is one of the most respected um, service and fixed operations managers in the country, and I am lucky to have him in my life, and I'm lucky to consider him a friend. So this is the person that is managing my service department. And on that basis, there is no safer place that you can visit wherever Tom happens to be at. And right now, I'm lucky that he is with me. And the number one thing that you need to know before you visit the service department, for the love of whatever is dear to you folks, get yourself an extended warranty. I'm going to repeat this. Get yourself an extended warranty. There is no reason why ever any dealership would not want to perform a warranty repair, if at all possible. Even when you come in for regular maintenance, mechanics are looking for warranty items that they can fix for you at no cost. Because everything is prepaid. Everything is prepaid by the manufacturer. So if we can find something that is not performing up to the standards of the manufacturer, all we need to do is fix it for you. So this will guarantee that for so long as you have the car and so long as you have warranty, there are parts that will be covered under this system. And if you take it somewhere else that doesn't have access to all the bulletins, to all the campaigns, you will never have access to all the free work that everybody gets when they come into a car dealership. And you can complement this 
by getting yourself a prepaid maintenance to make sure that all your basic, basic items are already paid for at a discount because that's what happens when you buy yourself a prepaid maintenance when you purchase the vehicle. And then the dealership will have the opportunity to service your vehicle and look for warranty items that you may need at any given point. Maintaining is a lot less expensive than repairing. Folks, when your service advisor is recommending service to you, it's simple. Look up your maintenance schedule. And if you are declining something that the manufacturer is recommending, not the dealer, the manufacturer, the creator of that car, if they are recommending something to you and you are skipping that, you are doing nothing more than the delaying the inevitable. And you are making your life more difficult and straining a relationship that could only and should only be beneficial to you. Folks, new car dealerships are a pretty safe place for you to do your service on your car. You have no idea how closely scrutinized we are by the manufacturers, by the ministry, and so on. You are pretty safe servicing your vehicle at the dealership from which you bought that car from. <sighs> what a day, Ken. What a day. Yeah, I, busy uh, day I'm, for interaction. I'm super happy. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I have to thank each and every one of the callers today. Uh, if you want to listen to the show and there is something here that was said that rings a bell that you want to re-listen, uh, don't forget, it's important because we're going to start putting some giveaways on our podcast. And, um, you know, find us. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to gregcarrasco.com, go to tsn.ca and punch in the Greg Carrasco Show. And you can just hit the button, subscribe, and uh, you will get the podcast as soon as it gets uploaded. So if you get annoyed by commercials, there will not be any commercials, just straight out content. And there are many of you that listen and consume this content through the podcast system, which makes me super, super, super happy. Now, if you want to get personal advice when, when buying a vehicle, if you have a question as to what you should do and you have no idea if you're making a decision that is beneficial to you and your family or not, Call me. Find me. I promise you that I will not try to sell you anything. That's not what I do. And anybody that has done business with me for all these years, they know this. Now, before I sign off, one of my oldest customers passed away a few days ago. His name is Wayne Triano. He was with me for the better part for the last 26, 25, 26 years. His family have bought over 12, 13 cars from me, and his son Marty sent me a text and a phone call last week to let me know of Wayne's passing. My thoughts and prayers go to the Triano family. I love you guys. I wish I could be there for you. And Wayne was a stand-up guy. All the respect, my thoughts are with the Triano family. Folks, if you need me, you know where to find me. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. Oakville Infinity is the number one infinity store for the province of Ontario during the month of April because we have no commission salespeople. Oakville Infinity is having one of the biggest years that this company has ever had. And it's all through the efforts of the entire staff, front, back, accounting, cleanup, you name it. It's a joint effort. I am surrounded by people that are like-minded and take what I do and say so unbelievably seriously 
that they even if they try to do something that is not aligned with what I think, they don't know how because I, I am the only point of reference they have. So if you're driving a Honda or a German vehicle right now, you need to come in to Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity and there is a massive prepaid maintenance that comes with the purchase of that vehicle. Folks, don't buy anything until you come and see me. There is something happening here at OakvilleNissan.com. Something's happening here.